0: episode 299 of techsick that's 299 niner um hosted by myself justin vincent and jason roberts uh welcome to the show how you doing
1: jason you you look you look doing all right yeah you've been working on that opener all morning <laughs> all day <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh we're on episode 299 we're heading to mars and we'll be there soon
1: you have been working on this opener, haven't you? Right. Just to get it <laughs> just right. Just right. So, uh, so what's up? Well, I've just been uh, driving for, what, an hour and 45 minutes to get here. Yeah. My uh, son, Colby, had um, a football game, a, a scrimmage football game out in Corona, which is in the uh, ass end of nowhere. So, <laughs> you know, getting back was brutal because it was like, actually, it's only an hour drive. Yeah, but uh, there was an accident on the two tens, which means That's I just us. sat in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know, I and I even left early. I mean, um, Kobe ended up getting injured, and so it was a two oh. two scrimmage games, one back to back. And yeah. he, the last play of the first game, he injured his foot, and uh, so I sat through the beginning of the game waiting to see if he was going to get back on the field. But then when I realized he wasn't, I was like, All right, I'm just going to take off, and we have time to record the show. It's a good thing I did because if I'd waited to the end. Probably wouldn't have had it, yeah, an opportunity because the traffic. Yeah, so Colby's, um, so the, yeah, the bad news is he got injured. That, yeah, I'm sorry. A, like, what, what happened? Well, I, yeah, somebody stepped on his foot really hard and got oh. him badly bruised, and I don't, okay. he was limping as around. There's no broken bones. I don't think so. I mean, he's probably back in a couple days. The main days. thing, right? But uh, the exciting news is that he, um, he uh, is the starting uh, middle linebacker. Oh, okay. Which is like the, um, he's are the captain of the defense. Okay. So. He's the one who sits in the in sort of the center of the backfield and is like, run up, tone the line, move, you know. You know he, so, you know, the quarterback is the captain of the offense. Yeah. The middle linebacker is generally the captain of the defense. Right, got it. The quarterback, you know, normally the plays are called in from the sideline. They run the play. Sometimes, you know, quarterbacks can make adjustments if they see some opportunity in defense. That generally happens with professionals, maybe not so much younger kids. They just run the play. But the defense... You have to react to where the offense is doing.
0: Yeah, so there, there's no
1: time. So you are in charge. So you're telling like, you know, he. So it's he's funny. The it was funny because he <laughs> loves this role. It just, I mean, he's he's always been this type of kid who's always trying to tell other kids what to do. Right, It's just right. so funny. He, when he was like under six soccer, he'd run up to kids, put his arm around him, like, oh, you know. And he'd be like, my wife and I, like, what is he t- possibly telling them? He, he doesn't even know, barely knows what he's, <laughs> he's doing. Like how you know? it's That's just awesome. A, so here now he does know what he's doing. Right. And he has something today, and that in fact is his role. I mean a lot of kids at this stage don't really do that very well because they're just not comfortable, yeah. in, you know, making decisions at telling the kids so it's kind of hard it's it's a it's a big jump for them. But uh so Colby, he's like runs up to the line, do this, spread out, boom, move here, come back, guys, spread out, oh, worldwide, you know, he's adjusting everybody and then the play, looking around, looking around, and it was really fun watching him do that. And oh, I'm, I'm s- excited. I can't wait to see him. Yeah, I, I know you were interested in coming out, so I'll wait for a game that's nearby, but... Um, is he good at it? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I I think he's, I mean, he is definitely the starting middle linebacker. Yeah. Now, of course, he got injured and he got to play second game and I was like, he just, don't want that to happen. Yeah, right. You right. always open the door for somebody else every time you get injured. You know, if you can't play, you can't play. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then they can show they can shine, you know, and then maybe they're gonna take over kind of thing.
1: It's always a possibility. Now, I think this other kid is uh he's an outside linebacker and so they just moved him inside, but ideally he'd be outside and so Colby inside. And there you know, the position you play has a lot to do with the type of athlete you are. Right. You know, that kid is a little taller and a little lighter and maybe a little faster. Colby's a little more um Powerful, but not quite as fast. So he was sitting in the middle, you know, it just makes sense Yeah, you just have different types of athletes, you know he have like the, this this the light little super fast guys are the safeties in the back in case anyone gets through But you don't want them in the middle because they'll just get run over <laughs> The, so you you, know. you had
0: to travel out. He was playing two games today, and you we went to travel out somewhere to do to watch two games. Why? How come they're in the same place?
1: Uh, well, it was actually just scrimmage. So these games, it. Right, right? It was four teams, and, and and it wasn't actually full game. They weren't doing kickoffs. It's like all right, okay. t- the offense runs ten plays, then defense run plays, and the coaches are out in the field, and it's an opportunity for all the coaches to kind of really kind of, um, you know, get the kids doing the right stuff against another opponent. Yeah, and but sense. it was ex- exciting to see nonetheless. And uh, but Sandy. So the first game was supposed to start at 11.30. Have to be there by 10. It's an hour away, so they leave at 9. I came later because initially I was going to bring the girls, and the girls did not want to come. Anyway, so that was pretty – but I was was thinking about it, too, on the way back. I was like, you know, it's pretty stressful being a parent when a kid is, you know, involved in something like this because it's very competitive. Yeah. I mean, it's five practices a week. Two hours in debt practice. And your hearts which- are like pinned. Your, your well, hopes yeah. are pinned on hit. Like,
0: well, y- you, your, your hearts are on in
1: him or well, you him. can't help but get vested right, yeah, right? Yeah, i mean yeah. i mean you think how much vested you get in a tv show you watch every week I you know, know. <laughs> i mean <laughs> what you mean you get more vested in Colby than a tv show a little bit a little <laughs> okay. bit but you know you're driving a practice take him back and he has so much going you know you, you know, you yeah. spend a lot of time and energy into this stuff and he cares so much about it and there's a big difference between you know being a starter and then sitting on the bench or having a prime position or just being kind of an auxiliary yeah. role-playing yeah. position i mean you know and um Colby's been kinda of climbing up the ranks as he's played more and more and getting better and better. And so now it's like, you know, I looked at Sandy and I was like, starting with a linebacker, Captain of the This is this, his game. This is not bad. This is, is his, his game. There's just
0: no doubt about it, right?
1: And of course he gets hurt. Like I literally like <sighs> two minutes after I said that, I was like, <sighs> did they did they do that? I wonder if they did that on purpose. Like the other team's like, Take that kid out. No, Take no, the good one out. No, no, no. no. They're, <laughs> they're just little kids. But um I think you'll have fun when when, when um when you get to come watch, they'll, Excited, yeah. they'll, they'll, all their home game will be Friday own. Night Lights is what I want to watch. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. Of course, it's kids. I mean, these yeah. are like, you know, 11 and 12 year olds, not 16 to 18 year olds. And, okay. uh, but well, they'll play one of the local high schools. So mm-hmm. you can come by and that'd be awesome. Watch a game. And, you know, it's not like you have to drive an hour or whatever. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Whew. So anyway, it's exhausting. Well, what do you want to talk about? Well, we got all kinds of stuff we haven't. T- we have a lot sure. to talk about. Oh, I think sure. I have no stories. I just have stuff to update on because a lot has happened. Well, how about just
0: a, just something small? Which is, um, we said you invited me to a game.
1: Was that has been since the last show? That's how long. Yeah, it's been? yeah.
0: <laughs> we haven't. Like, we, we spoke about the game and and I, which I had a lot of fun at, but you oh. thought that I didn't have much fun at.
1: No, I don't believe you had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: On I a do. scale of
1: one to ten, I think you probably ranked. I, I think, if you're honest, you ranked about a three. No, I'm going to give it at least a five. You just, you, you it's just
0: that, it's just that the, when we played that game, there's a lot of rules. There's a lot to learn. Yeah, well, so you, did, you
1: seem to be sort of so, mildly. I think I'm
0: like one of the one of those regular people who just like when you're taking on board, you know, large reams of new information, you just like yawn. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. I like, it wasn't a five. That was a three. You were bored, that, distracted, is, impatient. But like, are you
0: are you are you bored and distracted when you're in college learning, you know, new material? Like, not necessarily. You're, but you're yawning and you're taking, like, you willingly taking it on. But your brain still yawns. I actually wonder if like that that kind of yawning and fidgeting is part of bringing on the information. You know, if it, if it helps you bring it on faster
1: yeah i don't know well I, what was funny it was a typical justin pattern which is what i was telling phil about so it's like you we were on the show you're like i'm really good at these things i'm really good and then right before you're like yeah i don't know you know the a weird thing jason wants me to do like you really start dismissing it right before i'm like yeah i know like i'm really good nah, i don't really care about I'm not it really good, then you yeah. then you then you sold it short right before i'm like yeah i know i know the pattern yeah but I will be I will be good. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't even
0: read the rules. Well, I know them now. <laughs> yeah.
1: You said you read them twice. You didn't read them twice. You didn't read them once. You opened them and uh, and glanced at them. A
0: little bit deeper than a glance. But I will I'll, I'll tell you what. Like, I don't think anyone knew the
1: rules. I mean, Col- I, Colby well, didn't know the rules. Oh, he did. He did. He. he you knew the worst of a four. <laughs> it was me and Phil were pretty equal. <laughs> Colby, and then then there was a little distance, and then there was you. Because <laughs> you know he watched the, the thirty minute video on it. All right. Anyway, well, Colby and I played again.
0: Yeah, the um, full
1: game. Yeah, we played a full. Well, no, you know, it got a point where he we he just um, we were running out of time, and he had me. I was done. I I, I had overextended myself. You oh, know? he beat I, you. I made a run for it. I I, I got a little over aggressive. Mm. Got too many cruisers. Oh, so by the way, for it knows what we're playing. We're talking about it's space empires which is 4X. like... 4X. Uh, explore, exploit, e- explore, expand, exploit. Exterminate. Exterminate. Or maybe it's explore, no, maybe it's explore, exploit, expand. expand, exterminate. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, you know, you send your spaceships out and you miners and you mine plants resources and you bring those back and you get some amount of resources and you build up your technology base and your, and your, uh, your, your uh, fleet and you go out and you attack. Um, so, uh, He's good. He wants to play a lot. He keeps saying, when are we gonna play again? When is are Justin Foam uh, going to play? So he Colby okay. so Colby really is into it. And and, 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 and he's people,
0: gonna beat us if he's already beaten you.
1: You know what? So we got this card game called Star <laughs> Realms. Because I was like, okay, so I am interested in playing it, but it is a long game. Right. I mean, yeah, people is. think Risk is long. It's like twice as long, or two or three times longer. long as You need risk at game. least four hours for yeah, that like game. Hour game. Yeah, it's like a four-hour game. I don't think you were expecting, that's the other thing, I don't think you quite expected that. You were right. thinking more like an hour and a half. I was thinking that, yeah. Yeah, no, so these things take a while. Um, and it was actually extra long because we were still muddling through the, the, the rules, right? Yeah. We had to keep checking them. So... I was like, God, I want to play this more because Kobe's Colby, like, okay, we're playing tomorrow, we're playing tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't know, four hours, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, that's a big Even if time a two person game is like two hours, two and a half, I mean, that's a lot of time. Yeah. And I was looking for a game. I wanted to play like a card game, like Magic the Gathering, that kind of thing, but I want to play something that had a science fiction theme because is right. not into fantasy at all. And he's such a science minded kid. He's just like, no, magic, stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, wizards hate them. So <laughs> I found something called Star Realms, which is. Like a Magic: The Gathering kind of a game, it's called a deck building game, and great got really great reviews. It was by the guy who he's like when he was actually I think a Magic like Hall of Fame player. How long to uh, play Play? the game? Twenty minutes. Oh, like we've we played a couple times. We, Kobe always wants wants to bring it when we go to dinner as a family, and so after our food, Kobe and I will be playing. Although we never quite finish the game, but he's always beating me handily. Huh. He has beat me like six times. I have not beat him yet. I have not beat him in a damn game yet. He's beat me at Risk twice. He's beat me at Star Empires. He's beat me at Star Realms like five, six times. So I think he is one lucky kid. Oh, yeah, he's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> he's just it lucky it's clearly all not skill. Time, yeah. it's clearly not skill. Mm. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I mean, the kid, he, he just... Uh, I think I could take him in Uno, though. <laughs> Pure luck game. Now, he's... um. I don't know. I mean, obviously, there is a certain amount of luck in these games. There's a certain amount of randomness, but he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's got it. He's got. It. got Although, you. in risk, like we first go risk games, like I would. And this is the first time I ever played. it. He never played a strategy game, much less you know, or risk, and so. But I would periodically say, hey, now keep in mind. You want to look where your opponent yeah. is weak. You want to look what they're trying to do, and you want to prevent them from doing it. And you want to put yourself in their position, and you look what they're going to think you're. Where you're weak and where they attack you, and you want to bait them and attack him you when you're actually not weak, and do things like that. And so I kind of was helping leveling him up, which I knew it was going to come back and haunt me. But I, I think I told this story before. We were playing with Sandy and Phil, and um, you know, he, uh, I, I, in a couple of times when he played with his mom, I was kind of butting in. I said, "Now remember this." So I would kind of help him out a little bit. But now he just uses it against me. <laughs> yeah, as all kids will. But uh, yeah,
0: no, for the I mean, <clears throat> it's like when i learned object-oriented programming for the first time like it was really difficult to sink into my brain just to get just because for some reason like i was stretching further than i should to try and understand that thing it was something that was actually pretty simple but i just and i think that game that game was like it as well you know i found myself really trying to understand it like what i think i may have been overthinking it you know about what it was And but by the time we'd finished the whole game i was like oh okay
1: I think, I think my, I my, the strategy now, my you know. pop science analysis of, of your style, your brain, perhaps, <laughs> <There> you <laughs> <go>. is <Jeez. laughs> you. Um, just like I always tease you about not reading the articles in depth, right? Like you have a I don't know if it's a, t- a, t- a difficulty with attention or whatever. ADHD, maybe. Yeah, you you have a hard time just staying focused on it long enough and really digging into the details. Now. When you're coding, you're usually trying lots of stuff. You're, I, I I would guess that when you're researching, you have a hard time reading a lot of documentation, but you just get out and just try a lot of things until you find something that works. But when it comes to reading and analyzing rules and stuff, I bet, it's hard for most of us, but I think you really are not, that is not your strong suit. So, sure. and this fell right into that, right? It was like 11 pages of dense rules, which... I mean, it put me to sleep twice, so I'm not. But I mean, in the meantime, like if we played enough games, I'm sure uh, I'd be yeah, able yeah, to yeah.
0: get get all right at it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm and, just saying. And I... then I'd be thinking outside of the box and and like, hopefully dominating, maybe. Oh, we'll <laughs> see about that. Colby will oh, be we'll dominating. see about that. And then,
1: you're, then then we're just gonna play again, and you're immediately like, ah, you know, this is a stupid game. I don't want to play in this. I <laughs> not <Yeah. laughs> I know what you're doing. So. All right. But um, anyway, yeah, we'll you, play again. You know Colby wants so to well. play. Phil wants to play. I want to play. You want to play. So we'll play again. I so I saw. Phil's new place, and maybe that's where we should play. Yeah, and it, I think that would be a the good place there. Well, I, I noticed we come here that I think Georgie didn't realize how long it was going to be, and it was the it was four around. hours, and it's that's difficult with Jack as well. Yeah, like just... I
0: noticed, it, what the funniest thing was like your face when when you know you're really concentrating on the game, like it's super, like you really like we've got to get got to get this right, and Jack's running around the table and throwing stuff, and it's like landing on the board and throwing
1: a ball onto our board onto as, the board, and your your face is just like
0: oh my god this is really <laughs> get happening this kid out of here but yeah so no like I this
1: it. is not optimal yeah. so we'll um i think the best place would probably be at phil's place and well actually phil has he he, he so he lived in these he moved in these new uh, apartments He really nice new apartments which are just right you know they're actually few blocks more east of live, but they have like a a community room community area clubhouse and he has the gym and the pool Mm. but the clubhouse is really empty so like there might be that might be a good place yeah perfect so we can do that that'd be fun um yeah you like his new place yeah i mean it's it's like it's it's nowhere near as bachelory as his other place like the other place was bigger as cavernous and big and it was like the exposed brick and the cement floors. but it was
0: the other place was just very slick like this place is a little more like you know like a home you know like a like a nest comfy yeah and it's a smaller but yeah yeah it's fine so we'll uh yeah yeah so um what else so i mean i've i've got articles i've got story i've got like so much to talk about well so. let's
1: let's hold off on articles around time because i have a lot to update on i think you have a lot to update okay on. so let's not all right let's let's this that'll be at the end if we have time okay so let's hear i know there's some been changes in the nugget land oh nugget. so let's hear the nugget let's hear the 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 let's hear the nugget Sorry. well there's there's a, a
0: lot of news about nugget and um i'm sure uh well i hope that people are interested to hear um how that business is progressing but i think the biggest breaking news about that is that myself and ken have um decided not to work together professionally so you've divorced. <laughs> even was a
1: business divorce.
0: Yeah, basically. So what happened from a, from a partnership perspective? Well, um, I mean, actually, it was very. It's not acrimonious at all. It's very, very good. Um, uh, other if, than it, he's a total ass. It's a very good breakup. <laughs> if, if breakup is even the right word, I don't know what other word. Yeah, but okay. like. Um, you know i feel like there's a lot there's there was more issues between you and me with any food than there is in you know in this scenario but, basically- but yeah and
1: those still piss me off to this day <laughs> <laughs> i still got <laughs> some resolved issues to yeah. work through those now um so yeah so you guys so it's just sort of like
0: you decided it well i mean so basically ken so so specifically ken um he, he has very limited time to work on a side project maybe 10 hours a week kind of thing mm-hmm. um but that that's kind of one part of it but another thing is as our partnership progressed um we kind of discovered that we both were like working on the same things which is kind of similar to you and me with any food we both like working on the same things but and that being you know tech branding messaging things like that but given that nugget was my baby in the first place he basically decided to step aside and let me take the reins which is probably a decision that we should have made. We should we should have like said, you know what, we both want to do the same things. I'm talking about you and me now, by the way, to the audience. Um, so, so, uh, so, so early thing- on, he early on, he kind of recognised that, and he's like, you know what, I, I, you, this is your baby. Like, we both care about the same things. You take this, um, but I want just want to stress that you know he's we we're still slacking all the time. He's still part of the community. He's gonna do the he's helping me out with the monthly workshops. You know, he's he's basically just going to do his own nugget. Basically, he's going to of the business ideas that go through the system, he's going to pick one oh. and and do it. So now he's like a, a community member
1: who's going to do okay. do it. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah, I was actually um, I was actually thinking about this after I heard that there had been a split. Mm-hmm. I think it's generally my new rule of thumb is don't partner up when you're both doing just a side project. And the reason is is that you're only going to move as fast as your slowest wheel. And the chances that one of you is obviously going to have life get in the way, work issues, family issues, right? it's pretty high. Yeah, yeah. And and what will happen is either one person starts doing less, and so the other person either gets pissed because they're like, wait a minute, hey, I'm doing all this extra work. Or they're like, screw it. Well, if you're not going to work, I don't want to be angry with you, so I'm just not going to work any harder than you. And then it becomes this war of attrition of no one's really doing much. So... I think that when you're just bootstrapping something, it's better to just do it yourself. Unless unless you're both doing it full-time and you're just all both all-in, then you can partner up. And partnerships are different. I think partnerships are always challenging. But yeah. I just think the bootstrap partnership, hey, I'm doing this on the side, I'm just... It's just difficult for that reason, you know, because people usually overestimate how much time they have. We had that time when we had... Um, I'm blanking on his name, the guy we hired to uh, mm. work with any food yeah, for Yeah, I remember and, his name, right. And he... Um,
0: he couldn't. He couldn't put the time in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, he just he had a lot of stuff coming. He had life comp. He had a, a sick, uh, you know, I think father in law or something or parents. But something and, else. You
0: know. I mean, it's something that we've spoken about before. But but like it, when we first started working together, it did feel like we had we were more complementary in the kind of skill sets. But as we as we kind of move forward, it it emerged that we both
1: had the same no, passions. No. Right? No. No. I told you from the very start. I the, did tell you I did not want to work here because no, I told you no, we with were, Ken. Oh, oh, I thought you yeah. had us. No, no, no. I said we are not complimentary. No, no, not and I said this is a mistake. That, that's what
0: I'm saying. So it's, it felt with <laughs> with Ken. It felt like we oh. I, I felt like I wasn't making that mistake again because he, I don't know. It, it just didn't feel like that because oh, yeah? Right. So, but, yeah. But it, it it did turn out to be the same. But mainly mainly from the from the passion point of view, like we both have the same kind of passions about what we, the reasons why we want to do it. But the reason why I'm saying this is because. I think that what you're saying is true, except if they're just really different to you. If they are a biz dev person and they don't know any tech, then I just I'm not sure that that applies that rule that you just described there.
1: Because- I don't know. I, I would just be very wary of it. I just think you're just. I think it's better just do it by yourself. Just do it and hire hire the little pieces that you need from other people. I just think it's dangerous. I think the chances that you're going to run into problems are pretty high. I think most people. Um, I think a lot of the reasons that people partner up. I mean, there are okay. There are a lot of reasons people partner up, but one of the reasons partner up is people feel like they don't have enough time to do it by themselves. They don't have enough energy, and part of this is because they know they don't have as much time as they'd like to have to work on it. Right. right? They don't have that much free time, and there'll be times they're even going to have less than that. And the amount of time that you actually have is usually a lot less than you than you think you have i've talked to so many people say oh, how many hours do you work it's, oh you know 15 to 20 and then 15 to 20 usually means seven
0: i mean so you four. think it's all about time like time is the major the major thing oh i, mean, I, I think there are i issues. think time is a, time is a big part of what happened here but i also think it was the fact that you know i would so so basically we made we kind of made an agreement at the beginning that he would do the tech mm-hmm. and that i would do Basically, the the the, Branding, my, the marketing, and marketing and the brand, and, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I think that what was happening was I was basically saying, okay, let you know, let, we're going to do this, and then he was, you know, maybe feeling like, well, I'm not sure I want to do that, you know, that that kind of brand or that kind of message. So I think you know, well, that's
1: and that's standard partnership. Uh, products, and I'm not right? thinking
0: that his was wrong or right, and the mine was wrong or right. I just think that You want we was wanted to do it slightly differently, you know. That's
1: and that's see, that's another problem with partnerships in general, right? Is that you just have different views of what you want to do. You know, and the thing is, you didn't know this guy very well. He didn't know you that well. You guys right. didn't go to college well, together. Well, we spent like six months We're,
0: talking. We spent six months building a relationship, which is funny. Well, how? You know, through, we, on Slack. And it's funny because yeah, but the relationship a, works very well as friends on Slack. But then when you're actually in business together, it's just slightly different.
1: Yeah, see, the, I mean, yeah, that's better than if you met him at a meetup like three right. weeks prior. But, yeah. you know, how well do you know someone talking with him on Slack about something? You don't really know them that well. Mm-hmm. It's like... You know, people, people, and I've had this with people who are great friends, suck as roommates. I've had people who suck as roommates be good friends. I've had people who have good friends, and it's not a good partnership. I mean, it's all kind of different, you know. And a you not know, you just don't really know until you get into the situation. Like, you know. Um, like, for instance, I have a really great friend, and it turns out they're a complete slob. And it's just <laughs> like, I hate where I live. Like, I just, this the kitchen's always just disgusting. You know, it's like, I love, I'll hang out with you, but I will not <laughs> share kitchen with you ever. Right, back, Right, yeah. And... Um, but, uh, you know, that kind of relationship is very narrow, a very narrow surface area on what you, and what they say. And the same for for him, for you. So you don't really know if it's harder for you to get an idea where we are really going to fit, or do we really believe all the same things, you know, as if it had been something for you had worked at another company with them for like the past couple years. And you're like, okay, I know how this person works. I know this, that you might have a better sense of it. I mean, you never really know. For sure, until you get to the situation, but. Well, two things I want
0: to note is, one, I'm really glad that the partnership happened because I don't actually believe I would have launched Nugget on my own. Mm. Like, I think it, to me, somehow, launching a community fit, felt like I needed to do it with someone. So maybe I just didn't have my own, you know, enough confidence to do it. I feel like I can do it now because I've really, I've got a much clearer idea because, you know, after reading 200, Custom, you know, two hundred feedback emails from customers and Mm -hmm. all the different, all the experiences that we've got, and now we've got like sixty nuggets out there, or well, fifty-six. And you know, the the whole. Now that I see the whole depth of it, it's kind of like the game, right? It's like I don't exactly know what's happening at the beginning, but then the more I get into it, the more I understand. So now I feel like I can. Oh, the game, Starium. Yeah, Yeah, but now I feel like I can. I, I I can run it as a solo thing. So I. I thank him because I would never have started it if he didn't join me on that. That's journey. good. I'm, you know? I mean,
1: I'm glad you've positive spin. I mean, you yeah. know, it's like, um, that's fine. I mean, I'm just uh, in a. I'm just saying in general, when people go, yeah, because sometimes, most times when when partnerships in like a bootstrap startup kind of fall apart, the business falls falls apart. It doesn't end in like this kind of happy state. That's right, right. You know, it just kind of whole thing kind of crumbles. So if you can do it on your own. Even if we think you. Well, that, just, see that, that's an interesting point because you say most times the business crumbles, and that's what
0: made me realize when we when we did have to, you know started to think about this. I realized I said I said to him, you know, if if we break this up, would you would you continue to to, to do nugget? And he, he was like, no. And I was like, oh man, I totally would. Yeah. So, you- so that that makes me understand. Wait, this is this is the right thing to do. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I want to do it. Like i kind of feel like I have a little
1: bit of a calling about it. Um, well, I'm glad you are not I mean, you, you did, um, plug you, plug you <laughs> for years by yourself. <laughs> right. You can clearly, and that's, that's it's been, possible. the mo- that's possible. been your boat. That's been your most successful yeah. bootstrap startups experience to date, mm-hmm. you know, just purely from a financial standpoint. So, and that was a sole solitary effort. I mean, I have no doubt that you can do this on your own, you know, I mean, Thanks. I think that the, the the important part to me is this business fits your personality because you like the meta aspect of startups. <laughs> you like this, like the, the, what business are you in? I like startups. You know, it's like, I like talking about ideas and brainstorming and stuff. Like that's what you like doing. So that's what this is. It allows right. you to, you know, be a little of a dilettante and play around with, you know, and brainstorm and, and consider all kinds of different ideas. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I, I like this business for you. And you're just excited about it. I mean you just right. do it anyway? But the other thing is, um, it's something unlike light that you can do as a right, exactly. It, it's a product found to fit. It has. Product. You don't have to run out and go look at to raise. because you would yeah. always have to go raise money for do a proper startup. And right, I'm just like, right. dude, that is so much harder than you think it is. And <clears> it is, it's just like as a, you know, I'm gonna do a part time. You know, doing you know all this kind of stuff that light doing light would require is just not, not someone in your position not possible. Whereas nugget it's oh it's
0: completely you can do it part-time you totally can is. yeah exactly and yes. fun, but even more do a slow build and then the,
1: well not more but the other thing that's great is that you actually have paying customers right so you can't just like uh, i don't know if i'm gonna do this anymore like light you, you know light you could just shut it down right you can't shut this down i mean how many paying customers do you have now
0: um uh i can't i, I can't remember the exact amount of customers but i can tell you that it's about three thousand uh monthly
1: recurring dude boom that's awesome. Right. What were you, what was it uh uh I can't remember what I think 1000? 800? Something like
0: that. No, we we we'd gone over a thousand, but it was it was doing well. It was like That is fantastic. Like 1500 or something. So, but um and maybe just another thing to close to close out the the can discussion, um, I will just mention that at the time that we did that, we had made we 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 were just approaching bro- 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 on making a total revenue of around 5000. Okay. So, we agreed to give him 3000. Okay. For that, so basically, it's not like he he did that all for nothing, you know. Not that that's an amazing. Now, did amount.
1: you guys amend the agreements and all that kind of there stuff? There was we didn't so we didn't get to the agreement part yet. So there so. was no agreement. There was no agreement, but
0: he was super honourable about it, you know. And it's, so it's completely there's fine. no paperwork, did yeah, say anything about yeah. this, yeah. And um, but okay, so that's the end of that. So then, yeah, the the revenue is just just slightly shy of three thousand, like two thousand nine hundred, you know, 2950 Um, the total revenue to date has been five point seven. Right, and there have been fifty-six nuggets created.
1: So, okay. Um, do you have different tier, tiers, or just one? Or? Just one tier. I, I've got a lot more to say about. The, I know, the, the I know, I know. I, know. I, thing, I, know, I, I, I want to ask, but I just want to ask a few yeah.
0: things. Um, so, just one tier, forty-nine bucks. Forty-nine bucks. How, what's your churn? Well, so far, I, I. It's hard to tell. I mean, do most people seem pretty happy? It, staying with it. there's there's definitely people who don't like it um and i think i think the people who just aren't serious you know they'll they'll come in for a month and then they'll they'll be like okay i'm getting this idea every day i'm not actually going to do i've had i've had of the of all the cancellations i always send out there's this automated email that goes out and basically says like please tell us like what's what's the deal and the message is always the same i really love what you're doing i really love nugget the, the the things that you're sending are really good i've just realized that i don't have the time the bandwidth actually i don't have the bandwidth to actually execute on this yeah. and make use of, of the enough. service that's that reasonable. you're
1: offering yeah i mean <clears throat> yeah how are you finding customers
0: well that's that you know so we we did most of these customers came in from the launch so the next part is going to be to do marketing and i've got a, a whole thing to talk about that if you want to sure. okay uh so one of the uh, community members who joined is a guy called Brandon Brandon Sellers. And um, he's a growth hacker. So he's like one of the only people who came in who were growth hackers rather than developers. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm basically, what what I'm gonna do is work with him and use the revenue that, or a portion of the revenue that Nugget's currently making to pay him a consult, you know, like an hourly rate to, to basically do what he does, which is, you know, a marketer, like a growth hacker, a marketer. Like, so he's he's already um, built two sites from like zero to 500 customers. And, you know, showed me the different marketing plans that he put together. So great. the very first thing is, um, you know, I just commissioned him to put together a marketing plan. So we've got a great marketing plan. He did a, like a super deep dive into all of the, the customer feedback and every kind of interaction that I've had with customers so far. And, um, you know, he's seen from from that whole feedback process that there's essentially two persona types who this this product's useful for the hustler and the developer and he's okay. he's the hustler and the developer so so far there's been no kind of marketing to
1: the hustler and the hacker the hustler
0: okay. and the hacker yeah that's right and so basically in in the plan that he put together he said okay look here's here's the hustler persona here's where hustlers hang out Here's the kind of blog blog posts that I'm going to write to get those people here. You know, here's where hackers hang out. Here's the kind of blog post I'm going to write to get those people here. Here's the kind of partnership deals that I'm going to set up. So that's, you know, that's kind of what I'm working on with him. And, and from my perspective, I'll just be building. Well, so previously we haven't really got an infrastructure. Ken's built everything using things like Zapier and stuff like that, which by the way, has been...
1: What is Zapier?
0: Uh, like the way, the way that he he kind of kind of put together the whole tech is cr- is crazy so it's it's also you know remember yahoo pipes yeah yeah so basically zapier is like like yahoo pipes but but with bells on in a way if this so, then so, this kind of thing. yeah so, so so you can basically plug in all these different services together and like their zaps you call them so mm-hmm. he's, he created this whole thing <laughs> using uh. this just drag and drop tech drag and drop wow. tech which is cool. Um, but now I'm, I'm bringing that all back into my tech stack, you know,
1: yeah. La- La- Laravel, Laravel, La- Laravel,
0: and you, you know, like salt to orchestrate the whole, you know, staging yeah, yeah, environment for, for And, and you know that I, I, I'm kind of really happy about that to be able to, because I really want to build a lot of software into this. It's not so far. It's just been community, but I think there's a lot of scope for software, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of what where the marketing is going. So this this time around, I'm I really want to work with someone, and multiple. I'm going to use make much more use of outsourcing, basically outsourcing yeah. for the for the for the expertise that I don't specifically have.
1: Yeah, uh, that's great. But
0: isn't that what a CEO does? Like, it, it. I mean, a CEO doesn't do all of the things. A CEO finds the people, like knows the different holes, the different pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, and pulls the people in.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. Well, first of all, I would probably call yourself CEO and like a like person. I, I know that,
0: but <laughs> I, I'm just saying like, you know, the, the, I can't think of a better word, like the owner. The founder. Like, that, I mean, the, that's the, what that guy, yeah.
1: or, like, that's, that's yeah. the way Rob well, works, right? You, you can't do everything yourself. Right. I mean, if you have no money, you have no choice. Yeah. Right. You can't do everything yourself or, you know, then you, you know, people trying to hack it by partnering with other people, which doesn't always work well. But yeah, I mean, that's right. You can't do anything yourself. And I've. I've made the mistake plenty of times. I'm guessing you probably have, where you yeah. say, I'll just do everything myself. And then you just, there's just not enough time in the day. There's just to get it all done. There's things that you're, that need to get done, but you don't really want to do. And so you keep postponing it and do the other stuff, right? So if you could just say screw it, I'll just pay somebody to do it. I mean, Sandy says to me all, all the time. She's like, he always jokes. She's like, you need a minion. <laughs> 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 well, she used to say you need a personal assistant. You need an assistant. You need a clone. We need to clone you, and then she would yeah. just start calling, me, "You need a minion, a you know." Minion. Yeah. So we need to get you some minions cuz she's like cuz all, all the stuff that I have that I, you know what I'm trying to do and yeah, you need I mean a minion is a kind of a, a pejorative silly phrase but you need people you need to you need help right and you need, and if if you have revenue then you can pay people you you can, yeah. to do stuff and it will probably make a lot more progress than if you just tried to say right. well i'll do this growth hacking myself and the reality is meanwhile you're trying to set up well, all this software and you're trying to answer community emails and exactly, so you don't, that, so you don't fact, have time to
0: do it that's exactly what made me think about this path because you know I wrote three blog posts, put them on Medium, they did pretty well, but like, it's a lot of effort writing blog posts, you know, especially yeah. if you kind of, I don't know, like you and me, we, we kind of have a specific perfectionism about it that mm-hmm. we we really want to do. And I, I just thought to myself, huh, you know, first of all, I only know this one thing, writing blog posts, you know, I don't really know all the other stuff. But second, like, it's really difficult. Thirdly, like that, they even got like 6,000 views but it still didn't bring huge amounts of traffic because Medium's not specifically the right place. I don't know what the right places are. I don't yeah. know how to do, you know. So it was that that made me think, God, I'm really spinning my wheels here. I should get someone who knows his shit about this.
1: Yeah, I agree. You so, know, in the experiment, see, you know, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. You can, mm-hmm. you know, try it for a month or two or three and see if it makes a difference. And mm-hmm. if it does, you keep putting money, or you know, put more money into it, or put no more money into it. You, know, you yeah. just decide i think that's great Who, uh, what else would you outsource um well ultimately the so
0: the big obviously the big piece um the the work is the nugget analysis yes so every time one of these so so the, the the method is is we, we pull in these hundreds of ideas from mechanical turk and then go through them and try and work out the ones that are actually kind of really good and then <laughs> do the analysis and find out what the market size is and uh basically Ha- come up with links and places where you can find customers, um, other links to learn about the problem space, uh, links to research the competition and related products, and so you know that takes that takes a certain amount of yeah, time. That sounds
1: like something get outsourced too. Just so I, I think
0: one, yeah, exactly. So I, I don't have plan on doing that anytime super soon, mm-hmm. because because I've got this I've got this theory that I don't want to spend money on stuff that doesn't make money, like if it's a pain in my ass. I'll, I should still probably do it, right? If it's actually going to make money, then I I can spend money on it. So I think yeah. that um, I'll stick with that for the moment. But that's one thing that I will do when when it, when we make more money, mm-hmm. I'll outsource that type of
1: well, stuff. Well, it just because a thing that if like like if something you know, I mean, I think that's not a reasonable, um, you know, thought process. Okay, but it could also be the thing. It's like. Doing X takes a lot of my time. I could pay somebody X, you know, Y number of dollars per hour. That's a, yeah, it's true. And yeah. I can get way more done, right? You know, In other it's, areas. it's like it's yeah. dumb for me to spend a lot of hours doing this because it would have cost me $200 and I got kind of done it and instead. That took me 20 hours or something, right? I mean, what the, I mean, it's stupid. I mean, you yeah, have to so of, that's that's you have good to measure point, yeah. the cost your cost benefit analysis yeah yeah so sort of year yeah exactly so much money you make your hourly rate or how much you know your time is worth versus yeah. like how much it would cost to get it done at a comparable maybe not a comp- maybe they don't have to it was quite as good of a job to you but good enough well but given given that the whole
0: cachet and the whole value comes from that it needs to at least be at a certain level yeah well right. what
1: they could have is they get it up and it's like 80 percent of the way you want and then you put the finishing touches and vetting and stuff
0: Okay, right. like so, sort of like you did with the whole kind of question. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So we yeah. tie
1: about that. So exactly, like, yeah, exactly. So, right. Yeah. So anyway, well, that's me. Good. I don't like that's that's my. Wife, well, I'm excited for you. Three thousand a m- month is already getting close to what? Plugio. yeah, max. I think it barely kissed up to four, and then it never got back. There that's again. right. And, that, and that, you I, were still spending a fair amount of money to get that four. It was not. It wasn't for profit. It was. Maybe three profit, right? I mean, you were still spending some money at that time. I remember, no, um, right? No, <laughs> I, I, I I didn't really do any paid paid
0: stuff with Plugio, so it was mostly profit. But oh,
1: you were paying your but, uh, that ex-girlfriend. Oh, What's fees. that ex girlfriend of yours? Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. You're paying her, but that was for any foo. No, but you were paying her. You were paying somebody. I oh, remember, that's true. Yeah, for rem- blog posts and stuff. Yeah, I forgot. You about You remember? That. Yeah, you you because you experiment with outsourcing different pieces at different times. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it wasn't for clean yeah at all no you're right so yeah. i think you know just to compare apples to apples uh, but but by the way i think the highest it pushed was maybe four and a half but but just for a month really? or so okay but i, I remember like it almost four and then it just you couldn't get it back and it was like 37 yeah. 38 34 and you were just getting kind of frustrated because you're like damn it yeah but yeah maybe no, this is this is this got this. to three this quickly i mean with this 56 days yeah we get this to five so five's the new target
0: yeah I would be good. Let's try for that, for episode 300 when we record it in two months. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. that's, uh, well, good, man. Congratulations. Thanks. On, Thanks, the uh, progress you've made. This is great. 56 days. Good stuff.
0: All right. So let's hear about Mr. Roberts. What's going on in your world?
1: Well, um, most of what I've been spending my time on is Math Academy. And not probably unsurprisingly. Mm. All right. Right. So, um, Let's see, so what's going on? Um, well, well, quite a lot. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, where'd you want to start? Yeah, I'm trying to think the good place to start. So I'll just, you yeah, know, I'll just. So there's my class, which we actually got started on the third day of school this right. time. Not five weeks in. Oh, or wow. five months. Last year we started in, I think it was like mid-December. We had like a week of class or two two or three days of class, and then it was Christmas break, or winter break, and then we would go back to January. So that was... You know, we only had five months of school. Now, how many times do you teach them a week? See, this year I get five days a week. With the same kids? Yes. I Every get day? My seven kids, five days a week. Yep. Wow. So that's huge. So I must really...
0: be making like major progress with those kids.
1: Oh. Well, we just started. I've only had three days of class. Okay. Okay. Um, but that is true. I mean, so, all right. So let me, let me back up here because there's, <laughs> there's a lot to say. So, it was funny, you know, I, I was emailing, you know, the school, the principal and the vice principal. I'm like, you know, kind of a couple weeks before school started, I was like, hey, just wanted to check in and see if you guys had figured out a time or what what days of the week or what time my class is going to be and, uh, you know, what uh, room I'm going to be in. And and there was kind of like nothing or <laughs> response. Then it got down to like, I can't remember much. And then it was like a week before and then kind of nothing and it's getting getting close and it's like three days before and i'm like you know and they're like well we're gonna meet and we're gonna figure stuff out and then it's like right up there and i'm and, and so you know so on the one hand i don't want to be a pain in their butt mm-hmm. they got a lot going on you know and one thing i've discovered is when it gets right before the w- couple weeks before school starts i mean it is it's like it's like tax season for accountants yeah the school district the principals teachers i mean they're just running around trying to get all these things figured out Mm. and on top of everything this school has implemented for the sixth and seventh grade this new program that came out of uh, stanford at facebook's a lot of money behind called uh, summit base camp which is a complete online learning platform mm. and kids can go at their own pace and they work through it and they have material all the way up through you know high school level stuff ap level stuff from you know fifth sixth grade or something and and uh the kids can just I mean, it it's, looks really, really cool. Parent, we can monitor from home. It's just kind of like you know what you kind of hope. So your kids are doing that. Colby is. Yeah. Colby, so not so, not all the kids in sixth and seventh grade. They picked kids from a range of kids who were at the top of the spectrum academically, and at the middle and at the bottom. But so it's pilot. They're piloting. It's it. a piloting. only a hundred schools in this like in the country are are doing it right now. Like. Mm. Apparently, uh, you know, I don't lots of lots of schools tried to apply to get it, but only 100 were accepted, hmm. and they had, like, a two-week training program that all the old teachers had to go up, up to, you know, um, within Palo Alto or wherever and be trained and go through all this stuff, and it was this big deal. It was a big, big investment from hmm. the school and from this principal, and he's, re- you know, so, that, so they, they pick the kids based on, I think, kids who are self-directed. Because if you're not self-directed, you really are not going to be successful. Mm. It, you know, you have to be able to sit down and be willing to work through stuff and do stuff. And what's kind of neat is that, you know, my understanding of it, the way they described it, I haven't actually seen it in action yet, but they said, so, oh, we're working on, you know, the battle of uh, Getty, uh, Gettysburg or something, right? And there are multiple resources for learning about it. You can watch a video, or do you want to read the text? Do you want to do this? So it's not just there's one thing, and a lot of more external resources. So depending on the kids, you know, mm. How they like to learn, or the mood they're in, they can do different things, and then they break away and they do actually group projects or, and uh, different things. So that's cool. Yeah, that sounds
0: a lot like what we built. Did you do our first, our first tech?
1: Yeah, yeah, sounds like yeah. that. But yeah. um, but you know, it's it's at a much bigger scale with Facebook's Yeah, clearly. Stanford. Yeah. So yeah. in um, fact,
0: that, I think this project is part of the reason why we decided to pivot. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I Just think so. We're yeah. We're like, oh, crap, yeah.
1: right? So um, yeah, because Zuckerberg came with a bunch of money mm. and developers, and they really built it out. So um with that in place, um, that's just taking up a ton of school's time. Mm. You know, I mean, it has been a huge change in their overall scheduling and trying to get all the kids and the, all the kids, with the Chromebooks and all the teachers, I mean, it's just been a coordination, yeah. uh, you know, a big coordination challenge. So me and my seven kids, you're just, well, we're just seven kids. We're just this thing. They're supportive of it, but you know, I think with everything else there, they're trying to balance. We're not always like, oh, yeah, oh, we got to work things out with these. Kids. When are they going to do it? Well, clearly you worked it out. So how did you do it? Well, I am, you know, as, as I don't give up. <laughs> right. I don't go away. <laughs> you know. Oh, we don't know that about you. Yeah, we, don't, exactly. that's, that's, we just learned that today. <laughs> exactly. I don't go away. Um, so what was funny is, so what's got to be, it was like, Friday, the week before school. School starts on Monday, and I still did not have a time or anything. I was like, "Damn it, what the hell is going on?" And Sandy goes and takes the kids down to school. like open day, you know. It was like open opening day or open house. I could they go in, you get you find out your schedule, you pick up your schedule, you you know find your locker, that kind of stuff. And yeah, you know, like if you know taco trucks and stuff out there. And music yeah, playing. So Sandy and I was gone or something. I remember when Sandy called me, she's like, "Oh, I just saw." You know um Adam which is the friend his friend he said he said she's so sorry that he couldn't get back to you he said but you guys got fourth period I'm like great what days he <laughs> said every day is it Monday Wednesday Friday I you know she's like I don't know I'm like in what room she's like I don't know I'm like ha so then I I said all right so then I just I walked down there Friday afternoon or Friday night evening and he look like I run right into him and he's like yeah sorry but, you know da, da, da. and he says and I'm like all right so what days. And I'm like, uh, you know, can I have the, cause I'd ask, I sent an email. I was like, is there any way that I could have four days this year? Because you know, the Vanguard program that you're doing with this space, you get a lot more flexibility. You know, I said, I, you know, I, I'll take three, but if I get four, that'd be great. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you can, uh, you can have five. I was like, five. (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) That's amazing. That's crazy. So, and I'm like, all right, well, what, um, and I'm like, all right, well, what room? And he's like, well, just come come in on um, Monday. Give us till Wednesday to get this sorted out, though. I'm like, all right, we'll start on Wednesday. He's like, come in on Monday at nine o'clock, or come in on Monday. And we'll we'll find a yeah, come on Monday at nine o'clock, and we'll we'll figure out what room we're gonna use. So then that gets. Oh, then I, so then I, uh, I on Saturday morning I'm sitting I look at Colby's schedule, and his, he's like on this. A schedule and he's like, yeah, you know, Riley and Trey and David, they're not in in my class or in a different schedule. And I'm like, and I look on the thing, and they have to the fourth period at different times. So I'm like, well, then how the hell are we gonna have a fourth period? You're they're a fourth period at different time. <laughs> and so we go down, and then I'm like, what about Alana, the eighth grader? Her completely different schedule. She's not part of this Vanguard thing. The eighth goes not, not doing it for the grade. So go down. So Sandy and I. Uh, you know we go down she walks down with me and she I said do you think the principal's of the school and she's like yeah it's Saturday he'll be here the, week, the weekend before school he'll be there so luckily we get in there and run into him and he's like he's like oh no what <laughs> and I think well this is a, this I said I don't I don't room I said which is I mean you figure out but I said I think all these kids schedules are not gonna mesh I don't know fourth period you know and so he sits down with us and works out and funny on the way over the stand he goes you know a normal person would have given up long ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. So what did? It, I mean, how did so, you? How did you swing it? So like? it wasn't done yet. So he said, "All right." So he takes down all the information. He says, all right. So we're gonna try and do fourth. Da da da. Might be second period. Or it might be fourth period. da. So it gets okay. But this is the only thing that's going on. Also. You remember how I mentioned that a friend of mine who shot documentaries and film, produ- you know, producer. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. Was, had talked to me about potentially shooting a documentary about our kids. Going okay. after the AP calculus exam this year. Yeah. So he said, yeah, you know, having seventh graders at a title one public school, title one meaning that it's like low income public school. Yeah. Taking the AP calculus, going, you know, doing well in AP or attempting to go after AP calculus test as a, that's a great story. Okay. And so... And I'd emailed him a couple weeks before and I said, Hey, I just want to check in with you. I know we haven't talked in a few months, but I said, Are you still interested in doing this? What's your temperature? You know, if you're not, I I get it. But if you're not, I just, if you are interested, then, you know, let me know and let's kind of. And we talked. He's like, Yeah. He's like, Yeah, this this sounds good. Just let me know what the first day is. I want to come shoot your first day and maybe we'll interview you. Maybe we'll interview the kids a little bit. So meanwhile, he's like, So is this going to happen? I'm like, I don't know what the first day is going to be. You know, is it going to be Wednesday? (laughs) And then it's like, and then it's like the day before. It's the day before. And I still don't have a time. I don't know if the kids are lined up. I don't know the schedule. I'm back and forth emailing with him. There's this thread. I'm the CC'd on this thread between the teachers and administration, and they're trying to figure out how to coordinate this. And then, and I'm watching the thread coming through, and I'm texting and I'm emailing back. I'm like, all right, look, I think it's going to come together. But to hold on, because I mean, he has his crew; it's not just him, right?
0: This is so Hollywood now. This is like this is <sighs> this this is a whole Hollywood production going on. Here. I
1: know it's just crazy. So, and I'm like stressed, right? Because I'm going to look like a total a hole to him. Because like, are you? Do you have a class or what's going on? And meanwhile, this thread has like seven people on it, like four people oh from the administration God. and three or four teachers and me, and and then um, in the, they're proposing is a second period or but. You know, our eighth grader, Alana, she like she's in all honors classes. and then they Do say, they well, know
0: that you've got the potential of a documentary being filmed?
1: Yeah, well, I had emailed them. I said, look, you know... I mean, Was that I'm t- leverage to, to get them to... Well, you know, I didn't want to... First of all, it was not a sure thing. And yeah. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Like, hey, they're going to make a documentary about me. You better make the show. He's like, like a jackass, <laughs> right? right? Okay. So I'm like, I'm like... But at the same time, like, you know, these guys want to come shoot. Can you, like, just tell me what time so I can tell them? Or if we're not going to do it, let me, you know, like, just... Help me out here. <laughs> you know? Help a brother out, Help man. a brother out. So, <laughs> um so 438 the, the email thread goes dead. Cuz they, they kind of feel like they had a proposal and the teacher co- like one said, one of the um people said Is it
0: because you had the seven teachers of all the different streams who have, and kids are all different times and they were like, okay, I'm going to let the kid out of that class at that time. Is that?
1: Is well, no, that... no. Cause you had the seventh graders who were kind of had a two tier, basically split between two teachers mm-hmm. and, and this computer based, you know, learning platform, the way they have structured. Yeah. One is more of the language arts. And the other one's more of the math science. Right. And, but we had an eighth grader and she, her schedule is completely offset mm. and she's an honors track. She honors everything. And, so getting her to line up and have a fourth period screws everything up. And so the, the lady says, she's, and one of the, the, the lady who's like sort of in charge with some of the master schedule and stuff says, the best we can do is she's going to have to drop honors history and honors science so you can keep honors literature, and, but then that'll allow her to do math academy. But we have to talk to her mom about doing that. And, and then the thing goes dead. And I said, I'll bet you they called her mom and get, get in touch with her. And it's 5 o'clock. Six o'clock, seven o'clock. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm getting emails from Jeff, the filmmaker, and I'm just like, uh, and so finally, I call. or I, I email, I email uh, Alana's mom, and I said, hey, if you could give me a call back, uh, you know, I said, have you been in contact with the school because we got to, you know, uh, you know, she would have to drop out of these two things in order to be in our class, and you know, if you could give me a call, you know, so she calls me back at like eight o'clock, or 8.30. And she's like, oh, I just got your mind, okay. I'm, and I said, okay, I'm going to CC c- c- you on this email that's gonna be this long thread and I'm going to explain the situation to you. Could you please reply that it's okay with you? Because if we do that, then we can move forward. She's, so that happens, so I this email, so she confirms and then it's nothing, right? Cause you know, it's like nine o'clock at night and 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, you know, it's like, who's checking their email, work email? And so I'm just like, so I, Send an email to Dr. Heaton, uh, who's the principal, and I'm kind of like, you know, I CC him and I'm like, you know, just kind of waiting for a. Con- and I say, I'm oh. kind of, can we get a confirmation? Is this okay? Can we get a confirmation? Can we do it for, you know, tomorrow? I'm kind of waiting on the documentary people. <laughs> Finally at 10 o'clock. 10 p.m. And he says, yeah, could, could somebody please confirm this? So he's kind of checking. So I knew, I, he's like these hyper energetic principals. I mean, he is pretty amazing and he's, you know, he's on his email all the time, he's on top of everything. But he's not in charge of this. And so he's not the one coordinating it, not privy to all the little details. So he's like, you know, Adam, could you please confirm? Adam's the vice principal. You know, he has a wife and two or three kids. I mean, he's not. Right. Luckily, at 10 o'clock, he's like, confirmed fourth period tomorrow. I'm like, great. And I'm like, what room? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what room it is. I mean I don't I don't even know what time the fourth period is. So finally I email one of the teachers and she says, Okay, it's eleven uh you know forty nine to twelve forty five or Okay, great. And then, so you know Adam, I go, Can you can you tell me a room? And so he's like, Okay, meet me at nine a.m. tomorrow morning. And I said he's the I mean, morning. I said, Can we make it early because I have to be back at my meet the film crew at my place at ten forty five to get mic'd up? And they want to film me walking to the school and do a why you know, at the entrance of the school and all that stuff and going in. Like, that's, as you can imagine, a documentary might be, right? Something yeah. you'd see that kind of like. This is exciting. Yeah. It was not an exciting day. It was very, so I wake up, I don't sleep. I fall asleep at like 1.30. I wake up at like 5.30. I can't sleep. So, so
0: just, just hold on a sec. You've had like, you've had, how many days of documentary making have you been through?
1: One. Well, the uh, one. Well, so you've me. had one day of documentary. Well, let's get, you're jumping ahead. You're jumping okay. ahead. So, okay. so, so that whole night is stressful, right? I finally get a sense. <laughs> of so I'm going. I'm going to go meet <laughs> the vice principal at nine o'clock. So I show up at nine. I get up at nine o'clock and I see a police car out front. A police officer walking. I'm like, oh god, what's going on? and sure enough you know because the vice principal is always in charge of discipline issues and i'm just like oh god so i walk in to sign in and i see the principal and the vice principal and a bunch of people coming in and there's a police officer walking around and it's like well i can't talk to him now <laughs> there's some kind of big meeting and the guy and the, and there's, there's sort of a retired principal kind of man's the front and he kind of like checks people in and he's like oh you should go back there i'm like and no <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, can you help me with my Man. meanwhile there's this like this big you know <laughs> Some some issue with some kid. I mean, I don't know what happened, but that throws things off like 20 minutes. And so I'm just kind of hanging out there, waiting, going, you know, time's the clicking, you know, time's ticking, right? Because 9:20. 9:15. But had you
0: walked up there with the documentary crew? No, they're yet?
1: they're gonna meet me at my place at 10:45. Okay, right. So you, this is so you, nine. Okay. Now it's 9:20. And I then, just the whole. I just want to say the whole
0: documentary thing, the whole documentary side of this thing. You slip that, you've slipped that in such a gradual way. It's almost like I'm just realizing now, wait a second, he's filming a documentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's been a very interesting way that you've introduced that. Oh, uh, like, well, like, I, you know. Like well, you didn't, you didn't. You say like at some point, oh, by the way, we're doing, you know, we're doing a documentary of this whole thing. You yeah, know? well, so the thing is you've that- you just like vaguely mentioned that.
1: Well, <laughs> part of it's thing, and that's kind of how I was treating it when I was talking because I don't really know if it's going to happen. Well it, you don't now. Well, at the time I did not know. <laughs> right. You know, like I did not know. I mean, I did not know if we were gonna have class like last, last week. I didn't know if we were gonna have a class. I didn't know if they were talking is all these things that I'm not in control and control that I have to wrangle and try and make happen, right? How much are you gonna be filmed? Well let's let me get to this. But, but, but you're miss you're in a store. You're mis- I'm, not, I'm not gonna tell you. let me tell the story so all right, okay. You're you screwed up the the, the, the your flow. No, so it's nine twenty.
0: Okay, nine twenty.
1: I still don't know what room I'm in. I still don't have a room.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I cannot talk to How the principal. How many people in the
0: documentary crew do you? Do you? There, you don't know this I don't yet. know. You don't know. But you think it could be Chef Jeff five. is
1: coming with his
0: crew. His crew. Okay.
1: So then there's a fire drill.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: <Be-ing>! <laughs> and I'm like, <sighs> so the whole school at the outside, so we're not getting at least a half hour.
0: Oh, my God. That's crazy. So
1: I walk outside i end up walking across the street to headquarters to go talk to the people that the the education foundation to just update them what's going on and finally come back it's like 10 o'clock and i'm like has anyone seen adam and i was like oh he was just here now he's gone around so i'm trying to find him finally i finally find him at like 10 15. And i'm like adam i gotta be home in half an hour. i, I don't know what room i'm in he's like okay well there's only he's like let's we go to the front desk he's like there's only two rooms in the entire school that are not utilized at fourth period there's 207 a two hundred seven and C one twenty one. So let's go take a look. We both, we we go. He you know he opens his master key. We open each one, and they're both like storage rooms, <laughs> cabinets oh and desks and boxes and boxes of old textbooks and just crap that all the teachers moved out of the room so they could get their room set up. And there's one that's a little less, not quite as bad. The other one that the that an after school program has sort of used. They've kind of moved some stuff out of the way, and I'm like, great. This is where we shoot a documentary and unclaimed freight. I mean, it looked like you know Christmas trees and you know old, uh, you know broken. I mean, it's like it was just just ridiculous. It was like someone's garage. You know, it's like so. I have half hour. So then I'm just like, all right, screw it. This one's slightly not as bad as the other one. So then I'm I'm just like quickly click boxes and boxes of textbooks and crap which weigh a ton right because these giant boxes and one box I pick up and it just falls apart disintegrates in my hand and just papers go everywhere oh my I'm like, damn it you know as i'm picking all these you know papers up for trying to and i'm trying to put stuff away behind cabinets and stuff so it doesn't look like is ridiculous in the in the in the uh documentary so finally and so sandy calls she's like or jeff calls me he's like i'm out front and i'm like all right i'm gonna have Sadie come out and let you park under the garage I'll be home in two minutes. So then I'm just like, finally get everything kind of roughly in place, turn on the air condition so it's not a 200 degrees in there, go <coughs> home. There are, so he's there with his cameraman and it's actually his girlfriend was helping out and going to run second camera She's a photographer. So she can do that kind of thing. So, and I'm like, can I just take a quick shower? <laughs> i'm like sweaty and like you know and so I go run take a shower come out and then they're like okay they didn't have a makeup crew for you no makeup crew, documentary <laughs> so you know finally he's like i get out there and they're like all right so here's what we're going to do we're going to mic you up and we're going to film you walking to school and we'll 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 we'll, we'll at some point, you want to narrate a little bit. Say, hey, so this is the first day of school, and I'm just doing this. And the rest of the time, we'll just kind of, you know, follow you from the front. They were behind me for a while. Sometimes they were in front of me, and then they were kind of beside me. Can
0: I please ask, how what? many episodes, how many, like, times are you going to be with, like, I don't doing know. this movie making? Like, I don't is know. Is this something that's going to be, you know, two times? Or is this something that's going to be 10 times? Something going to be so 20 times?
1: So here's what he said. So Jeff's like, okay, look, I don't know what the right package is for this this could be a full-on movie documentary this could be part of a new show this could be a lot of things it just depends on how big the story is you know and and, and what kind of but argument. i
0: know the kids with those characters this is a movie it like c- with a riley and a colby like this turns into a movie in it's my crazy. mind like it could the, be I those mean,
1: characters c- they're gonna they're gonna create the plot as it happens i, I, I mean <laughs> it could be so you know, and, and that probably also depends on his bandwidth, you know, what projects he yeah, has going Like, yeah. he's going back on the road to follow the... right He's shooting The Circus, which is a political documentary of the campaign trail. So yeah. he's shot at, like 12 episodes. So he's going back on the road to do that. So he's back and forth. So he's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go in. We're going to shoot today. We're going to shoot. We're going to interview you. We're going we're gonna to shoot your first day of class. Have you walked a class? Interview each of the kids. Interview you. We'll have enough to edit together, get a little, kind of a idea of what it might be and i'm not sure if he's doing the idea for himself or he's going to show it around to some people for some funding you know to for some investments okay this is what we're this is what did we're he
0: do. interview colby and riley
1: yeah he interviewed all of them it's gonna be a movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's, <laughs> it's, so because he said you know it could be like a hoop dreams thing you know which is they follow these kids through high school and later you know like a long-term thing it could be a, a, a shorter that we just follow this year could be a lot of things mm. so uh, and I told him, I said, look, you know, whatever you guys want to do. I just thought this might be an interesting story and I wanted to give, you know, let's create the opportunity you guys can get in, film it. If you decide it's not a great story or it's, or it's just a small story, then fine. At least I, I feel, I guess, I'd feel bad if I just like, you know, this is really interesting that happened. We never filmed it. I never just got off my butt and tried to make something happen. So I did. So they came in, they followed me, the kids, of course. The kid's late. They don't know where the classroom is. We're waiting 10, 15 minutes. We finally get a lot of, Sandy, Sandy comes along to help out. Sandy goes to the office. So they do call for a lot of the eighth grader. She doesn't show up, you know, so Sandy has to go to her classroom and pull her out. And so, you know, it's a typical mess. Craziness. Chaos. So just yeah. the craziness of of this. And, you know, and it's not like it's anyone's fault. It's just that we're caught in the mix of of a school that's just here that's trying to get up with all this huge transition and we're just a small piece and you know we kind of got forgotten about temporarily <laughs> and so you know and so then he, inter- he they filmed the class they do I do the big intro class what we're, what what we're going to do this year you know I'm like you yeah, know we're going to go for the AP calculus exam this is what we're going to do
0: have you were you aware of the cameras I mean did you change you like it's a
1: little bit it's so here's the thing. Yeah. So I, I don't think I was at my best. I was pretty good at ignoring them. I was slightly cognizant of it. So I was a little more playing the context for things, which means I, I just don't think I was quite myself. In the inter- but I was probably a, you know, I was probably a B. Good. uh you know like an a would be like oh, i really lit it up i was myself and i was just like <laughs> at, at my best and they saw the the most interesting version of my of me i was like no it was a b It was okay the kids they interviewed the kids just ask each one of them a few different questions so like and they asked them slightly different words each one like are you intimidated by the test or what do you think about doing this class or what do your kids think or what do your parents think or are you you know what do you think of you know you know you know your teacher or you know how do you you know, ask Colby, what's it like having your dad as a teacher? You know, that kind of yeah. stuff. And the kids, they were having a little difficult time. They were, they were a little camera. I'm, I'm thinking Ed TV in my mind. And you know the way that they, they kind
0: of realize at the beginning, oh, there's a show here, you know, and they got, I'm just thinking like. I never
1: saw Ed TV.
0: Oh, okay. You should check it out. Okay. But uh, yeah, anyway.
1: So, but then after that, so that all went, guys. You know, and, and one thing he said, which I knew was like, most of this we won't use. All right, it's going to be so edited. we we'll grab slices here, slices there. So don't worry too much about it. And I told the kids who I sent an email, I said to the parents informing that we did the documentary the next day. I said, okay, and just tell them, just don't look, ignore the camera, be themselves, relax, and just know that it's, you know, just have fun. It's not a mm. big deal. And they did a good job of that. And they were the ty- typical selves. They were talking over each other and talking over me and asking a million questions and a typical, like, <laughs> guys, just, you know. <laughs> it was very... St- That's awesome. But I blew through derivatives and integrals in 30 minutes, which is like a, the core of calculus. I mean, they, they they were calculating definite integrals and calculating the, you know, derivatives and integrals of polynomials and, you know, in, t- in 25, 30 minutes. So, Ian, Jeff came up you know jeff's a smart guy jeff went to princeton i mean he's not a dummy you know and he's like he's like yeah it gave me that math anxiety when you started doing it <laughs> he's like i remember that ap calculus like oh god i don't remember any of this he said it was so funny because these kids are so cute yet they're talking about things i don't understand <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: nice. so so after that we went back to my place and they said, we're here we want to interview you just change your shirt so it looks like it's been some time has passed and we're an interviewed so they set up they they were standing in my kitchen filming me out Sitting at the kind of the, the the um, the wet bar. I think. The wet bar type. Yeah. What's that called? It's not a wet bar. It's just that extended breakfast bar. Yeah. I'm saying, and in that background is like my living room. And uh, and he's just asking me different questions, kind of talking to me, and I'm answering. And I don't think I did as good. I was a little frustrated. I was like a C plus. Hmm. It was a C. It was not. It wasn't great, see, That's see, good because you want tension in the show. If, yeah. It's just, as Sandy said, it's just I wasn't as as eloquent as i can be and she's like you know you've said these things a lot better at different times and so i was a little like frustrated damn it you know but then i recall i'm like i can if he wants to keep doing, going with this because i said you know what, jason we're going to do this i can he can ask me these questions in numerous times different ways i'm like can we he'd probably be like sure let's talk about it more because i'm like i can say this better mm. i i don't because what would happen is he'd start saying something to me, and then I'd mess up. And, I'm, and I'd have to start pick up the conversation right at that beat. And yeah. you know how hard that is? I, well,
0: I know, especially working with you, I know how hard you find that. It's like, really challenging.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I found it very challenging. And it was... Uh, so the day was stressful and exhausting, for sure. To the nth degree, the grade. The combination of getting putting everything together, getting in the class, getting in the classroom, getting the kids teaching the stuff, make sure I don't say doing something completely re- stupid on camera, being interviewed over and over asked questions and, you know, constantly being frustrated that I can't quite articulate it as well as I have in the past or just the way he needs it and just be like, ah, but uh, then it was finally over and I was just like, oh. and I turned to say, and I'm like, well, that's a good thing done. Did it, got through it, actually got a documentary or potentially got a documentary kicked off, got the class, but man. Nice. Holy crap. Nicely done. So now It's a great story, dude. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so now we're now we're going. Now we're gonna go five days a week. And even like after three days, so now I have the kids we are just blowing through calculus. I we're gonna I think I, I mean I, I could probably I could probably figure this on paper, but I, I think we'll figure out we'll we'll pretty much finish calculus. We might finish calculus by winter break, like in, in the fall. Like we'll get through. It so and, how many months is that? 3 4 months like so i think yeah. we'll get through a chunk a big chunk by the end of september that's how fast we move crazy so you speaking of hiring people so i've hired two i have two um um uh question writers two college students who write some questions for me um and daniel's been writing the calculus questions for me and you know i'm telling him, like dude you got to move like we you're like land on track in this train is like a 200 mile an hour bullet train <laughs> so like you think you have time but like we'll cover six topics in one day like we, we'll go from zero to a hundred like that but are they retaining it if you go through it that fast yeah so what you do though is we come back to we keep building on it and building got on it got it right yeah you don't so I think one of the mistakes in pedi- you know the, this is what you hear this in terms of when they're advising a pedagogy for teaching it's like you really want to deep dig into it come in from multiple angles and do inquiry-based really you know have them discover themselves you can do that but it just takes forever so you're so you're got, you're thinking go and like do spaced repetition going fast right and then come back and, yeah. and come back and reinforce it the homework will automate reinforce it but then i'll keep building on it and and like If the things that are built on top of it require you to use it, know it, then you just use it again anyway.
0: You kind of have to, you have to know it. You have to know, otherwise you can't do the next thing. You're
1: constantly using it. So we just blow through it and it keeps them really engaged. Um, That's great. but But what they do is, the way I'm doing it, I'm doing teaching calculus completely differently than how it's taught normally. In the way it's normally taught, is you spend, you know, the first few weeks doing like this slow ramp up of pre-calculus review and you talk about inequalities and things. And then you work into doing this concept of limits. So what is a limit? And then you start talking about the definition of a derivative and then you start doing a little bit of that and you like, okay, let's do some calculations of the derivative and I mean, and then it's like, end of October. <laughs> uh, and then you get into, and so it, it, calculus consists of two primary concepts, differentiation integration or derivatives and integrals they're sort of inverse operations like multiplication and division. Okay. And you don't know, even get to the, the, the integration part until like January, or February in high school or college. I'm like, screw that. I introduced that in the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, here's what it is. It's this and this, because it's like they lose, they don't see the force of for the trees. Students don't get to see the force for the trees. They're like, I don't even know what this is in. We're doing this limit stuff. I don't know why I'm doing it. Why is this? How it's used for? I'm like, Look, this is what it's used for. It's, Calculus is about the mathematics of change. Things are changing relative to one another, how fast they're changing, how much it's changed. That's what it is. Algebra is like, you have some of this, and it's related to quantity. If you have so much of this, how much of this do you have? <laughs> you know, they're that. not changing, it's just how they're related to each other. Or calculus is like, this stuff's changing this fast. How much does it change over this period of time? Or if this is this thing that defines what this thing is doing, how much has it changed? Or how fast is it changing? Is it increasing or is it de- increasing? That's what it is. You know, when Jane can be using all kind of things, blood flow, satellites, you know, whatever, you know, particles and you know, it's just you know, everything. World, the universe is everything's changing. All the interesting things are changing and you're trying to track how fast they're changing, when they're gonna stop changing, when they're gonna change more, when they're gonna change less. And I mean, that's why you know that's it's why it's good. Yeah. So I immediately start going into that. I said, guys, I'm gonna give you the movie trailer. You know when you see a movie trailer, you like kinda see the highlights, you kinda get it. Mm. Like, oh, I get it. I see the bad guy as and the good guy, and the love. It. You kind of, like, I get it. No, we're trying to fill out the details in the movie, is kind of what it is. I'm going to kind of do that for you guys. And, like, in the end, I show them, this is the funnel. I teach them everything and lead up to. Here's the fundamental theorem of calculus. This is what it is. This is all it is. So, anyway, we've just been blowing through it. And it's so funny seeing how quickly they're picking it up. It's just, Jeez. I mean,. You know one thing that I didn't show as much on the in the first show and they'll see it in the other ones is like I'm really kind of a little bit of a like a impatient test I'm like come on come on come on come on let's go go chain roll. All right go. Yes. Sine of 3x squared uh, as uh, you know sine of 3x squared. Let's go. E to the sine of 2x. Come on chain roll. What is that? Yep, yep, yep. Riley? <laughs> no, come on. Faster. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. You know this. <laughs> so you didn't do that, but, but I didn't do but, as much of that. But if, if they film again, you'll see it. They'll I gotta. It. I, I just, I was being a little nicer on camera than I am. I'm a little more of a, like, a, I'm more of a coach than I'm a teacher. And I can tell a coach, I'm like, come on, let's go faster. Boom. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Um, and uh, so that is what's going on with the class. Oh, awesome. and I gonna say we're going to do after the AP calculus test, the end of the year. I'm going to try and blow through it. the Most of the content in the winter and before winter even happens, the first third of the year. Then we're going to go through it at an even deeper level doing, like, the physics problems with it. And then we're going to do a lot of proofs, sort of proof-oriented approach to math, which is what I did in college, which is really um, exercise all the proof-oriented skills that they learned and the calculus. And so it's just, like, layers and layers. So every time they see a deeper they're like, oh, right. Because, like, I was teaching them the chain rule, and, pro- and, and, uh, and, and George's like, I don't get it. I'm like, you don't, I said, you don't understand why. You understand how to calculate it. You understand that... You can You know how to calculate. You know the derivative of sine of x is cosine of x, but you can't. And that you can't calculate the sine of three x squared. You have to do the cosine of three x squared times six x. Okay. You, you've got the rule. You don't understand why. I'll get to that. We will. I will teach you why. Just stay with me. <laughs> stay with me. You know, because if I spend all my time teaching you why of all these things, we don't get to the what. So most of the important stuff for months and months. I want you to know the what. I want you to know what it is. I want you to know how to use it like a power tool. I want you to be like it's so easy. You, there's no cognitive load for you to calculate this stuff. You know what it is and how to use it. You know, so you know sh- why these tools work to where then we're gonna go back and we're gonna prove it at like at a college, at a at a math major college level, you know. Right. And so that's that's the whole, that's how we're gonna do it. Which we and on top of that, I gotta teach him some elements of pre-calculus, but I forgot, because I want to take the end of year sort of the math level two subject exam, which covers that. So we have like a, and I want to keep pushing for proof. So we got a lot to do here. And so in order to do that, one of the things I've been doing is the, um, the software platform. Mm. So I've been working really hard on that because not only are my class, is my class going to use it, but the math academy, which is launching. And that's the other thing that's, we're going to launch at those other schools. And I'll tell you about that. that's a whole nother thing, a whole other story, but they're going to use my software and they have a whole, you know, I built it so it was like minimally usable by me and by my students. And I would definitely have to dig into the database and change stuff manually. There wasn't a page or a form or a view for everything because I just was like, you yeah. know, I just spent so much time on working on the content, that I just have time to, to do all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm working, I'm really working hard to make it, really fleshing it out and taking it from like an alpha version to maybe a, a more reasonable beta version mm. over the next few, I it'll, it'll be like a solid beta in the month. But And I told Haran, one of the mathematicians, I was like, listen, I know this thing isn't like gorgeous, and I know it doesn't do everything you want to do today, but give me a few weeks, you know, give me a month, two, all the things you want to do, I can just build, I can just make it happen. So
0: how much time are you doing in, like, how long does it take, you know, leaving the house, teaching at school, then coming home? How much of your day does that take? And then how much of your day are you putting into software dev?
1: Okay, so the I mean the class, the school is you know, I leave ten, fifteen minutes before class starts. Class oh, is like fifty it's close. five minutes. Okay. Yeah, so let's say the class starts at eleven fifty basically. I'll leave at like eleven thirty five. Right. It's over at twelve forty five and then I go I go to so lunch. So it's two hours max. And then I go to lunch. No, it's eleven thirty to twelve forty five, hour and fifteen minutes. Okay. Oh, so that's not much, not much not much. And then you do you're just spending the rest of your time on the software. Well, when I'm not doing you know work, my consulting work, or right. when I'm not you know advising different startups that I'm an advisor for or whatever, um, then uh, you know I'll spend time working on the system. But I've hired uh, you know these two authors to write a lot of this, the the content. Now I have to constantly review them and coordinate them and figure out okay, here's what I want you to do, and here's these are the ones I want you to do, Are these questions too hard, are these too easy, or yeah.
0: So it sounds like your life's pretty crazy right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. So there's that. So there's just just working with these authors, working with the content, working with the software, teaching my class, which you may have to constantly, you know, you have, you don't just show up and teach, you have to kind of prep for it. The yeah, yeah. night before, okay, what topic am I going to teach? How do I want to present it to them? I work out some problems to make sure that I'm it's fresh in my mind about how to think about it or how to do it cuz you know, you don't I don't remember every aspect of every subtopic of a calculus I haven't thought about in 20 years. I have to go, "Oh, how do you do implicit differentiation again?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to go work through some problems and remind reteach myself. But then also there's the Math Academy, which is we're launching at three, maybe four schools. So we hired, we finally have both the full-time mathematician, Haran, and the part-time mathematician, Guillermo, hired. Finally got the contract signed. But this is just literally like the last few days. Like, I'm with Haran, I show up, so Haran is like, <coughs> he's supposed to come to the district. This is like a um, week, about a week ago, you know, the week before school. Did it's he funny. move here from somewhere else? Well, he and his—he used to live in, uh, I don't know, where, Tennessee or South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina, where Clemson, he used to be a, a math professor at Clemson University.
0: So he has moved here to do this?
1: No, 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 no. So he was a tenured professor at, math, at Clemson. His mm. wife is an orthopedic surgeon. Right. She got a position out here, I think, at a big teaching hospital, so she could have an academic appointment as well as be a practicing orthopedic surgeon. And in order for her to take the position, he gave up his tenure at got Clemson, it. which is a pretty big deal. So he had been teaching as an adjunct at Pomona and Claremont Colleges. An adjunct means it's not tenure; you just teach a couple classes. Um, and the other mathematician, uh, Guillermo Reyes, is a—he uh, teaches at—he's uh, a professor at uh, USC. Mm. And so he, uh, but he wants to do this. Uh, he's gonna do this twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, but it was funny. So Karen. He's like, yeah, I'm coming to district to, to be fingerprinting. You have to be fingerprinted as an employee and be able to go to HR and sign it. And he and I, I said, all right, well, let me know when you're done. I'll come down, I'll meet you. I gotta get my pick up my badge anyway, and then we'll grab some lunch. Come down there, and he's like, outside, he's like, yeah, I can't, because I, I don't have a P, T, TB test. You can't be with kids until you have a TB test, to prove you don't have TB. And I was like, that's gonna take at least a week, so then I can't start next week, and I can't sign the contract next week. I'm just like, all right, that's not happening. <laughs> All right, let's go to urgent care right now. There's one down the street. I will go with you Let's get the TB test. So we, <laughs> I mean, I you have to, as said, I have You to,
0: are just unbelievable. <laughs> Fuck, man. No yeah. one gets no one gets a break. <laughs> no one gets off. Okay, that's awesome. We that that's is awesome. not
1: happening. We're going this now. So <laughs> So instead of lunch, you went to urgent care to get the yeah, TB test. Yeah, let's get this damn TB <laughs> test. <laughs> that's so crazy. we go over there go down. He almost kills me in the way because I made the mistake. He said he's driving because he, he had driven there and I just walked. So we got in his car and I made the mistake of asking about his, ma- his math research and we almost die. Almost <laughs> was getting by it. We almost got broadsided by Because the he Wheeler. was like so into it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, dude, whoa. And we like <laughs> really right. Intersections, AT <laughs> Wheeler just almost slams into us. Jesus. I was like, all right, that's it. That's it. I'm not asking about your math anymore when you're driving. <laughs> wow. So we go to urgent care. He gets the test. I'm like, all right, so he can come and pick it up on Saturday so they can have the test come in on Monday, sign his contract on Monday, and then teach on Monday afternoon. Then he emails me on like Saturday night and he's like, TB test came back to po- positive because he's from South Africa and the and vaccine they give them forces the skin test to show positive, so I used to get chest x rays. and <laughs> No way. Oh my God. But he doesn't have TB. He, of course he doesn't he have He just TB, has the. But oh. that doesn't matter. Okay. You know, and so we're pushed back. And so there's all this oh, confusion wow. because, you know, we're trying to launch at Sierra Madre and we're trying to launch at Washington and Washington is a kind of a lower income school. And so they're not, and the principal's not even sure they have the kids they can take this class They're qualified, you know? And so they're trying to the, the math coaches, of the district who work at the district office, are trying to coordinate with her. You know, they're trying to figure out which kids at McKinley are in. Sierra Madre has their own issues. So we're just like, I'm like trying to wrangle this with all these schools Get these mathematicians. Get the contract in. Get their contract signed. A TB test. And then I'm designing all the curriculum, and I'm trying to coordinate with the curriculum and designing the standards and how they're going to teach it. And they're like, "Well, how do I use their software?" And how, you know, what do I do with this? I had to write this big process <laughs> document. And so, I'm trying to wrangle all this stuff and like make all this stuff like come in at the same time and work. It has just been exhausting <laughs> exhausting and jeez you know um and of course the you know the fundraising stuff i'm still working with the district and you know trying to work on fundraising and all, you know that kind of stuff so you know and in yesterday was it yesterday yesterday i went and met to so a sierra madre which is the middle school we're going to launch at and you know the, the director of curriculum who's I'm working very closely with, she's kind of officially, officially falls under her, her this programmer, um, Helen. And she's like, you know, she's like, I'm a, Naomi, the other one of the math coaches. We're going to meet with the principal and some parents over Sierra Madre to, you know, tell them a little about the program because they want to know what's going on because, you know, they get this blue letter that says they're qualified for this thing and they don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, they want to know. And so um, I go over there and they're kind of talking and they're talking very, you know, when other when the people in district speak about this, they speak of a very calm kind of conservative fashion. They're like, "Well, you know, with this and da da da," and I'm like, "Can I jump in?" <laughs> <laughs> and so then I, of course, blow it out. I'm like, "Listen." And so then I go on and I say, "You know, our kids are doing calculus, and this is, you know, you know these kids are going to be going." My my point is, they to see the scale and the scope of this. You know, like. You know, I had a I had lunch with the superintendent a couple weeks ago and he's like asking me, he's like, Well, you know, can we gotta get this thing so these kids can get some college credit for it and this to that. And I said, Listen, you don't show up to Stanford and get credit for anything beyond calculus. It doesn't matter how much math you've done. We met with Caltech. Caltech does not grant credit from other universities. Full stop. You do it at Caltech, or it doesn't count, as far as they're concerned. i I'm not worried about these kids getting Saving $1,000 because, you know, on a school credit, uh, so they can get credit for some math course when they go to Cal State Northridge. We're not shooting at that level. We're trying to get these kids into Stanford and Harvard and wherever. The whole different level. This, 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 this that's just Bush League stuff. Our kids are not going to the schools that they go to, it's not about giving them credit and saving a little bit of money. Right. <laughs> understand? Right. Like, this is getting them in the upper echelon of academic achievement in life. and This has changed the trajectory of everything. So when these kids are doing all these really advanced math courses that we're going to create, that's the thing that's going to make them stand out when they do apply to these competitive schools and they're like, okay, all these kids have high GPAs and high test scores. What the heck is this kid doing? This is crazy. And their math, the people on the admissions committee that are part of the math department go, uh, we want this kid. Right? Right. That's what we're doing. And when I yeah. told him that, the superintendent, he's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, then you gotta he's like, I like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all yeah, right, that's what we're doing. And so when I explained to the parents, they're just, their eyes start to widen up. They're like, "Wow!" And the, and they, one thing they were like, well, how are they gonna apply this? I mean, they, you're gonna apply, and I said, okay, let me explain something to you. I've hired, this is a, as a young woman who was a TA a little bit last year, she just got her master's degree in physics from Caltech. She is gonna design 10 math labs that are all be physics-based that utilize calculus. So we're gonna have 10, and I said it's gonna, what we're gonna do is we're gonna create a storyline, a science fiction storyline, that's something along the lines of, you know, asteroid. Uh, you know, astronomers have discovered this, it, it, a series of asteroids that are heading to the, to the Earth. We have like seven years or something to get off. Before that, and there's not, there's too much, too big, and there's too many that we, can, we can't repel them, we can't, we have to save, that's the only thing we can do. How many ships can we build? How much thrust, how much fuel, Where can they take us? Do we build an orbit, what trajectory we send it? So each one is a lab. And then you go chapter two is another l- lab that we do some other, solve a whole, whole other set of problems. How much radiation, how much, th- you, know, how, you know, how how do we how do we intersect, a pl- inter- intersect the planet? How do we split all, you know? And they're just like, whoa, that's <laughs> awesome. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, it's like, uh, and I said, no, let me just, I said, let I explain to you. These are just not like math teachers. These are people who have advanced master's degree in math education. These aren't even mathematicians that teach at PCC. As it, Guillermo graduated summa cumulati in mathematical physics from Moscow State University. That's like graduating from summa cumulati from the combining Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Caltech, and MIT. All the best go from Russia go there. And they are like the best in physics. He was summa cumulati. They're like, (laughs) and I said... Haren is blown away by him, and then and, and Kellen jumped in, she's like, you know, and Haren, one of the recommendations we got to him for his eminence credential, which is how we're getting him credentialed because he's, has, he's eminent in his field, is that the field of lattice theory had been stale for 47 years until he came in and moved it forward, and <laughs> until he published these papers and really moved everything forward. Like, these are not, <laughs> I understand, these are not just normal people. And so that's that's just this is crazy. And so they're so they're uh, as mathematicians
0: more accomplished than you.
1: I'm not a mathematician. I have right. an undergraduate degree in math. I mean, right. I have an undergraduate degree in math from the honors math program of one of the top math programs in the country. But I don't have a PhD. I'm not a research mathematician. You know, I mean, these guys are research mathematician. They've published. I mean, I think it's maybe like a hundred. He's probably published between fifty and hundred papers in top journals. He's moved. He's created in you know. Um, you know, new research and new fields and, and push fields forward in math. I mean, this is, I mean, it's not even, This. I'm not a mathematician. I'm just a.
0: I feel like this episode is is kind of defining in a way. Like, I know you've spoken about this stuff. Like, you have been over many shows. Mm. But it seems to me like this episode is is a culmination. It's like, this is the singularity of Jason Roberts. <laughs> you know, it's like all this stuff is coming together. And you, you, like your life is on a path that is, it's just unfucking deniable now. Like every yeah. piece
1: of it is moving down this direction. Yeah. Um, I hope so. I, I i mean, I'm really, obviously I'm super excited about it. I right. spend all, all my free time, all the time I have thinking about it and trying to move forward, whether it's my class, whether it's um, the software platform to power it, whether it's these, the math academy and getting the, the district, whether it's the fundraising and working with PEF, whether it's you know hiring and um organizing these mathematicians you're right yeah no i'm just it's, 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 <laughs> i'm
0: welling up a little bit oh it's, hey it's,
1: okay. so <laughs> so yeah i mean you know and it's the in the battle Bath card game it's like everything I'm trying to pull you haven't even, how's the card game going so i worked on it a ton but then i realized it was like two or three weeks before school and i'm like holy crap i get the software working <laughs> and so i had a little timeout but i'm I am not letting that go. I'm going to try and get that going within the next two to three weeks because I right, want to have right. my review days in my class with my group of kids working on it. But one thing I talked about with the, the superintendent, which I think would be a great thing to pull off, is have all the Math Academy classes use battle math for like review days, like a fun day. And then mm. at the end of the year, we have a big battle math tournament in like one of the schools. And, yeah. You know, kind of like, a you know, they have these chess tournaments and they have all the kids, out uh, or whatever, <coughs> whatever, battle math, so. Um, That's awesome. So yeah, it's like, It's all coming together. So, you know, there's gonna be another big so after that little thing, there's just a handful of parents and and it's funny, they come in, they were kinda like skeptical and concerned, like, well, I you know, what is this thing? Whatever and afterwards they're all like smiling and nodding and like, I wanna take this (laughs) class and I can say, Come sit in my class. (laughs) I want you. Oh, to come you can see do that. Like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Please, and so I am like, please come and see for yourself. Yeah. What's
0: that? There's a word for that, isn't there? Um, Show, don't tell. I'm no. Um, when you can attend classes without being a, an actual participant.
1: An audit. 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 Yeah. Yeah, but they, they're like they're a, auditing it, well, right? No, this would just be a visit. I don't mean okay. they actually take the class, but they okay. would just visit it. Yeah. They right. would just visit the class, and I said, just come. We have visitors all the time. Um, people from the district, fund you know, people potential funders, um, mathematician recruits. I'm always having people to come, like. I sell these things, and then I know there's some part of like, "Is it real?" But you will see for yourself, and then you'll you'll, you'll be shocked. <laughs> you will be shocked, yeah, as everybody is. So I want you to see. I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to see it. I want you to experience it because mm. it'll blow your mind. And so afterwards, we will come out, and they're all like, "Wow, it's amazing! Thanks so much!" And you know, kind of shaking my hand, and like, I want to come by and taking my number and all stuff. And then Helen's like, "Okay, here's what we need to do. We need to, to organize like a district wide." Information night and have you speak about this. And I'm right. like, yeah. Which I had been pushing for. Since Can't you get the, the
0: documentary crew to go to that as well?
1: Well, it, well that's the thing Jeff said. He's like, let me know if there's anything special, you know, to cover. And so then I, I'm going to say... I hey. think he should come
0: as well. And like, if, oh, the, if the kids are in the class, if the parents are in the class too, I mean...
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm like, going to email him anytime there's anything that's significant beyond just a class. Yeah. This is happening if you're in town and want to cover it. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you yeah. want to cover everything, but... Because you know, it's not clear or not whether he's just going to cover my class or he's going to cover the larger math academy um, story, you know? Because the initial idea for him was like, okay, we just cover Jason's class that goes as the seventh graders for his Title I public school, go after the AP Calculus test. That's a very contained, simple story. It's easy to get, it's easy to figure out the arc. You get to know, that he'll get to know me, you get to know the, the kids, you get to know their parents and and you know they get to kind of see them progress and then right story start middle end but this is other thing
0: but this i think i just, think it's really interesting all the shit that you're dealing with like all the all the, the battle that you're having like you're in a full on battle right that would be really interesting in its own right
1: yeah i mean it's kind of a battle against just coming in at an angle to a system that has a lot of things it's that it does it has its way it does things mm. has curriculum that's set, and and unions, and regulations, and teachers, and everything's And you're just going to come in at this weird angle, and you're this whole different thing, and it's hard for a system to absorb that, even if people connect with it and support it and appreciate the like well what when am I in a classroom? Do we have a classroom? How do we get these classes line up? How do we get these instructors? How do we how do we find money to pay them? They're not credentialed. How do we get them credentialed? How do we um, you know get credit for these kids? How can these how can we how we have these kids take this um, high school or college level math class in junior high? Those things aren't specific courses approved. I mean there's just a million and one reasons and things that are blocking everything we're trying to do. So we have to like it's literally like I'm like busting through doors with a battling, you know, battering ram every single time. Right. And it's not because there's some, you know, baddie. No. Who's, no. Who's fine. You know, I'm just saying. It's just
0: the system. It's the inertia of the system.
1: You know, and, and I have, I mean, like Helen, she's amazing. She's just, she's just, she's so sweet. She's very smart and she's very supportive and she's. And the Nadira and Naomi, the two math coaches, are, are just great. And the superintendent super is still behind me. I mean, and the, and the principal and vice principal are really supportive. And, but it doesn't matter. Even having all those people, it's still incredibly difficult to break through and make something happen. It's like when I met with that billionaire potential funder, he said, listen, my advice to you is don't do this in the public school system. Because everybody I've known, and I have a number of friends who've tried to work and change the public su- school system, and now they're all, they're broken and depressed. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't He wasn't even joking. He's like, they're broken and depressed. They have literally broken them. They are, it will crush you. And it, and it, it crushed them, and it's going to crush you too. And But he's, he just doesn't quite know you. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> wait till you get a load of me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and on that topic, so one thing he said to do, he said, listen, so he spoke at me for 45 minutes. He ranted at me. So let's, just, let's just back yeah. up, like, because I don't think we know about this person that you're talking about. Yeah. So I'm not going to give you any personal details about him because, you know, it's it wouldn't be appropriate. And, uh, But, you know, he's, you know, a billionaire or something like that. Super successful. But, like, guy. how did this all come about? I don't
0: think we've ever spoken anything about this.
1: Like, so basically, you have met some, a potential. Investor the, the, who is a billionaire so who the Pasadena the Education Foundation, which I've mentioned a number of times, which funds special programs at the, within the Pasadena School District. Yeah, they fund the summer school program, the fund that my kids attend, which is like fun class. And they have regular house, but they you know ukulele and robotics or whatever art. And they 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 fund the robotics programs. They fund voices within. They fund art stuff. They they fund all these really interesting and enriching enrichment type of, uh, mm-hmm. programs in the school. They raise millions of dollars from corporations and individuals, and they fill stuff. And my wife, Sandy, is on the board. She's the one who chairs the committee that puts on the big gala thing. So she's very involved in the fundraising with the uh, the district. So I've been meeting with Angela, who's the the director of development, and who works very closely with Sandy. And ever since finding out about us last year and all this stuff, she, they've been trying to support him, trying to. Help me and their grant writers are working with me and writing grants on our behalf, trying to, you know the Gates Foundation or the Simons Foundation, like trying to find opportunities you know so we can fund and hire more mathematicians and do different things. So she's like, listen, I am my the husband of my best friend is this really rich guy. <laughs> right. Uh, we have yet to be able to hook him to, to fund anything. He's like, but I want you two to meet, just you, and I want him to hear from you what you're doing, and keep me informed. So she's—they set it up. I go meet him for coffee, you know, whatever, four or five weeks ago, and um, I think it was before our last show. I briefly mentioned it, and he rants at me for uh, for that hour meeting. He rants at me for forty-five minutes. He just says, you know. I sit down. I have my coffee. And I love to just drink my coffee and listen to it, which I know is weird for me, <laughs> but that's what I did. Right. And he's just like, this. Here's a reason why it's not going to work. And here's the. Or he's just like, here's he's like, I don't know why they keep sending me people who. I don't know why I'm so popular with the with the edu- the passing educational you know community. He's like, I I you know I think the syst- the public school systems are broken beyond re- repair. You cannot fix them. And here's why. And here's what I've discovered. Here's what I think. And da, da, da. So he went on, you know, smart guy. Very successful guy. Runs a, runs his, a, built a company up. Runs this that's why. So he, and he's like a no bullshit guy and he'll tell you exactly what he thinks. And right. he's pretty like, this is just, it's a stupid waste of time. Um, And so he's like, but you know what? I've been, ran. I've been talking for 45 minutes, you know, about negative things. Why don't you go ahead and tell me what you're doing? So I just said, all right. So I was like, I better make this, tight and fast so I give him like the super short version (laughs) and he kind of raises his eyebrow and he's like that's a good idea (laughs) he's like well you seem like a smart guy Uh, I like your idea he's like but I still don't think you can work with the public school system here's what I want you to do I want you to go meet with um, Betsy Jones who runs in in, in the Institute for Educational Advancement which is this Gifted, um, they work with gifted children across the country, and she used right. to run like the Johns Hopkins gifted. She's like an expert in gifted education. She ran the the um, the department at Johns Hopkins, which studies this. So she's a big deal. So, and she's like, if you guys can work something out, I would uh, financially support that. Okay. So I'm like, all right, I guess I go better talk to Bitsy. <laughs> 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 so I go and I meet with. Uh, like a couple of days later I wait for an interview and I don't get it so finally I contact her I email her and I say you know I talked to so and so and he said to talk to you I so we, and I said how about I just shoot over because we start talking on the phone I said you know I live literally like three blocks and I just come over and talk to you she's like yes great of course she's three blocks away yeah. from you <laughs> everything <laughs> is three blocks from my house that's is, crazy you know? we okay. live at the center of. Uh, yeah anyway so I go over there and we have like this two hour just so I start talking and she's just like smiling really big and she's like oh. she's like I have like five things to help You keep talking, and so I just start going through all the different stuff. And she's just okay. Uh, she's like, I have like five different ways that I think we can work together. And so she's really excited. And um, at the end though, she's like, I'm gonna go on tour because we're going to, you know, we're interviewing all these scholarship finalists across the country for this program that we run. And she's like, but let's let's meet when I get back. And I've since then meet met with some other people there, and so we're gonna we're starting to come up with some ideas of what we can do within the district. And so hmm. my hope is that Betsy and I can do something within her program, within her um, organization, that's big, that he would be willing to support, that I think in some ways would be complementary to what I'm trying to do. Mm. Meanwhile, we're, we're, we're moving forward with Math Academy and he sees me succeeding there. he would be like, okay, well, you know what? I've had some experience with Jason already, and with Betsy. He took my advice, they, they're succeeding. You know, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do this other thing. But if I blew him off, I said, you know what, well, I'm just working in the public school system. He's like, well, or I didn't f- take his advice. Why would he want to support right, yeah. Makes sense. He said, do this, and I just ignored him. He'd be like, I'm not going to help you. you. I told you to do something, and you want my money. You won't even... Right. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, let's go do something. But, I, you know, I have a bigger plan in mind. And... Um, it's funny, I said lots of the things I said to him. Like, it, it's, it's not gonna sound as good now, but in the context of which it came out really well, it was funny. He said something like, and I said at the end, he, I, I wish I could get the setup right, but he was talking about this and that. And I said, well, ultimately, I said, I'm here to win. That's what I'm doing. Right, right. You know, I'm not messing around. I'm not trying to get karma credits. I'm not trying to just, I don't want a salary. I don't want anything, I'm here to win going to move the world forward and this is how we're going to do it and he kind of i think responded to that he's like a no you know bullshit guy who gets stuff done. so i think he was like okay right so i need to follow up with him uh, uh Angela over at pf so she's like what do he say how'd it go <laughs> you know because she knows it really well but she's just like all right well keep you posted you know she should keep me updated so that reminds me i need to send him an email what's going on but um so yeah so there's this and i you know i've given so i'm perpetually in the fundraising mode. There's other people, other potential funders who can come visit my class and then and get all the stuff, right? I think, I guess I've touched on everything now, but it is a lot. That's crazy. You ha- you have a lot a lot going on
0: that is really, really, this has been awesome to listen to.
1: Well, thanks. I'm sorry to have to go, I know I went on and on and on, but no, no, that's why two. I'm like, I was telling you before, I was like, dude, I got a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to talk about. No, that's good. And a lot of stuff I just kind of just skipped over. We'll too much, we'll cover it another time, but jeez how long has the show been on now uh one forty-five is on the clock so i got one other update unrelated yeah. to that but just Great. To, so the the neural peripheral neuropathy do you want to hear an update oh, on yeah, that oh yeah 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 so i finally okay well i had been taking the b12 b complex supplement right so we were, we were waiting to see like if you just stuck with it was it going to kick in didn't really do anything okay um so finally but one of uh i think it was alex or one of our listeners um, said, "Look, that sounds like a really low dosage, even though you're taking two of them. It was like 500 uh, micrograms or something. And yeah, I don't know. You know, that sounds compared to, and also if you're taking it orally, that's probably you know, right, gonna so. work. So I, I conceded that's like yeah, that's probably a good point. But then I said, All right, I'm gonna go get a doctor's appointment. So I went. Uh, doctor, I didn't have a doctor. So I had a friend of mine who actually." A doc, a kid, he's a father He's a father. One of the kids that was in my class. Fit in my class. She's not anymore, but she used to be in it. And he's he's a friend of mine too. And I, so I said, all right, I don't have a doctor. Are you my doctor? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. So I went in and um, he goes, and I tell him about it. He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't think B twelve deficiency. He's like, you know, I think this stuff's getting overblown. Frankly, we're talking a lot about B twelve from proton pump inhibitors. Like, I just we don't see that even people who've been on this stuff for 20 25 years 30 years it's only you know if you're like maybe in your l- late 70s or 80s mm-hmm. you might see some of that but we just don't see that mm-hmm. with, with younger people. So what did he say so he's like but he's like so we told it he's like Put the blood tests so we all the tests and came back he's like yep you're fine and i said what about he's like you're just not b12 and i said what about that i was taking this thing this this b12 supplement he's like yeah no there we have there's like another test and it would have I guess maybe it had long-term effects or something. Good right. What yeah. indicators would have picked up that this mm. is just a recent? He's like, no, you don't have anything. No cholesterol problems. No pre You're not pre-diabetic. You're clean. You're good. And I'm like, on the one hand, I was like really happy. the other hand, I'm like, damn it. Like, what's the what's the problem? What is the problem? Yeah. And he's like, but he's like, but he. And that's why he said, but I'll give you a B12 shot if you want. You know. So give me a B12 shot. And then I said, he said, if you want, you can. It won't hurt. You can take the, uh, the uh, sublingual. B twelve. Yeah. Which I've been doing anyway. I said I'm just gonna do it. So I've been taking, which is five. So you, so you took a B twelve shot? I took a B twelve shot and then I've been taking the sublingual, which which he said and also read that it seems to be pretty much as effective as a shot when you take the sublingual. Not so you, so nothing. No change. Yeah. I've been taking it, it was five thousand micrograms or five milligrams. It's just like a shot worth every day. And I don't know, it's been like a few weeks, it's nothing. I mean, some people have said I just on the webs on the forums I've gotten there, it's like it can take, you know, six to twelve months to repair so I'm just gonna take it because it, it doesn't, doesn't hurt, hurt it doesn't hurt anything. And a in fact it actually tastes like candy. We you stick it, it's like a smarty or something. It okay, tastes so good. Right. So it's like it's not painful. So I'm like, in the off chance, I'll just take these for them, you know, for the next six months or a year. And but I'm going to see a neuro he referred me to a neurologist. He said there's this really top notch neurologist, he's just right down the hall. So I'm gonna meet with them at the end of the in a few weeks. Cause I'm like, what what is making my toes in the bottom and my feet? tingle and kind of a burning sensation. It feels like peripheral neuropathy. I think it might be peripheral neuropathy. What's causing it? Yeah. And then sometimes they call it idiopathic, meaning they don't know, which is a crappy diagnosis. So, but I don't
0: know. There's so, uh, yeah. This there's, there's a lot of things that, that are like that. The stuff, I mean, I always find that. I, I thought it was just me, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have it. Like just weird shit happens to you and you're like, why? Why is that happening?
1: Speaking of weird shit. Yeah. Is another one. So I'm, I, um... <laughs> The morning of the documentary, I'm like, I'm like why am I kind of like the dead skin on my finger? And then I said, like dead sick. And like the skin was peeling off three of my fingers randomly. Like kind of, you know, like you've, you ever like bleached, like you've been working into the clothes and you get got some bleach on the near your fingers and it kind of, and it kind of, um, yeah, it peels off the skin. No, but I, I know what, I mean, from
0: playing guitar, for example, you get skin peeling off but your look fingers. At this.
1: this, this, that yeah i don't know if I have this. Oh, this, oh, this one right yeah yeah in here same thing that's weird i'm like what the hell and i <laughs> thought only thing i could think of is when i was cleaning up that room maybe there was some crate or something that had some kind of cleaning dissolved oh, solution yeah, or that something yeah it's not all my fingers it's just three and one finger one i said maybe i was well, what kind just of solution some weird stuff maybe some janitor came in and used the wrong solution when they came for the whiteboard maybe i was wiped some of the whiteboard and I didn't think about it Jeez.
0: Now I can think of. You
1: want to be careful around that school. God. We don't want to lose you now.
0: Now yeah. you're all, all working here. Well, I mean, there's. I do have two things I want to talk about.
1: Two links. Let's go. I've I've totally overused. It's too li-
0: late, and I've I've been meet, I've been trying to get these links in for a while, and I feel like they're important. One of them, and I, one of them is this. And tell me if you if you read this. Um, the fathers of the internet revolution urge today's software engineers to reinvent the web.
1: I'd see that I never read it but I saw that article. I just thought it title. was
0: cool that that basically I mean, and and basically the the gist of the whole thing and all the people you know Tim Berners-Lee and all those people who met there basically said the problem with the internet is it it just has become this centralized thing, you know. It's become this controlled thing in a way that we didn't intend. Like we really thought that this was going to be you know the birth of freedom, you know. So like,
1: the hippie utopia like like the,
0: the freedom in a way that couldn't be squashed and so really what they're pushing for is just for a completely decentralized internet that's running on peer-to-peer networks that's running on like you know different decentralized peer-to-peer systems so
1: i think that's i uh, don't i'm a little skeptical that'll happen because right it's like so for one let's just in the first it's like if you're going to create Something better than something else. It can't be just marginally better. It has to be way better, mm. right? Just so much vested in the current system, the flattered platform, right? Yeah. It's like oh, it's like Twitter. It's just a little better. No. <sighs> oh, it's just a slightly better Facebook. You know, or just like there has to be some really compelling reason. Well, and just like so Diaspora, much
0: for example. Diaspora. It's, it's, uh, di- diaspora. Sorry, yeah. Like that's the classic. Is like it, it, it doesn't go anywhere because it's just not because just the
1: just the thought of making something freer isn't enough for people. In a lot of the, it's the same reason that a lot of people aren't really bothered by the NSA surveillance of right. calls. It's like, it's it's not tangible to a lot of people. It's like, I guess my stuff is being some server, some, you know, routers and servers are collecting stuff in some database, but they just, I just like, they're like, no matter how hard I try it, I just can't seem to get worried about it. You know, that's the attitude right. of yeah. most people. There's certain people like, this is, invasion of privacy and this is unconstitutional and this could lead to you, uh, total, a totalitarian state and all that stuff and those, those things are true but it still does not enough to move the needle for people they just don't feel it
0: but you may feel it if you were in china or something like you like if, if you were in a place that had a highly censored internet mm-hmm. that you that may motivate you to create yeah. st- systems like this but then it's too late right.
1: right but and that's the thing is it just def- def- becomes creepy it creeps Forward, and then it's like, oh crap, but then it's too late. And that's why people always warn about that, you know, whether in everything they're worrying about, whether it's worrying about like the increasing national debt or climate change or whatever. And people are like, this is getting really bad. And people are like, ah, it's so, so bad to me. <laughs> like, oh no, it's really, really bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, people yeah. just don't, until they can see, it's so tangible, they just don't, they're not going to invest the money and effort to do anything about it. You yeah. know, they're kind of a wait and see attitude. And then like, you know, so i'm a little skeptical that you know anything could happen there has to be uh a a, a sort of compelling market driven force that just makes it happen yeah and the other thing is i also feel like it doesn't matter what you invent or how this distributed they'll find a way to game it and power fuck it up. yeah you know people's like you know they always talk about they ever seen that too it's like well, unless you got the guns to back up, the, unless you have the power, the military, policing power, it doesn't really matter. The but, policing, that the guns, the the military, the the the, the police, the, the the I mean, It'll isn't crush that will win. is Bitcoin just
0: a classic example?
1: Like in its own right, just it's supposed. Bitcoin
0: was supposed to be, you know, this decentralized currency or whatever that it was like completely impossible to find out who owned you know the bitcoin or whatever but as it's gone on the more it just becomes more professionalized becomes more centralized the big you know coinbase all the big players and you know you're not anonymous in bitcoin at the, at the end of the day
1: yeah and, yeah i mean the internet was never really built to support being i mean it's kind of like it's always easy to track people and right and, and, and humans are always clever and and you have a lot of clever people paid to find a way to, a way to yeah. track you, they can do it. There's always technology you haven't thought about ways to figure out who did what, you right. know, maybe it's yeah. some quantum observational thing. Hey, we can tell what quantum bits you disturbed where you did that. So then we're gonna it's better than like a GPS indicator. I know exactly. You know I mean? Who knows? i we even thought about, it. you know, you have enough money. I don't even know, like, you know, anything is like foolproof. It's just like, it's just like coming with like a foolproof um, encryption algorithm. I'm
0: glad you brought up GPS. That brings me on to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is just a, the
1: GPS is just a subsection of this. But here's the here's the thing: science. Oh, can I say what thing first? Yeah, go on. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're talking about how the Bitcoin gets gets uh, professionalized that stuff. I don't think things becoming professionalized. As a bad thing. Things becoming like mom and pop, co op, hippie stuff, that's just kind of in the front, just how it starts. At the end of the day, people have there has to become a business out of it, otherwise people don't do it. Right. You know, I mean it's otherwise it's just like, hey, we have this little co op bartering thing. It's like, okay, that's cute. You do up in the woods in Oregon. Yeah. There's fifty thousand of you, nobody cares. I got it. If you want something to go to scale, it's gonna have to have there has to be a way that people for a lot of people to do it, and for a lot of people to do it, probably has to be a way for people to make money out because otherwise people aren't gonna care about it, spend the time in that supports the ecosystem. There're probably special cases I'm gonna think of that happened, but generally, I think that's the case. Well, because you think the World Wide Web came from Gopher.
0: Well, well, no, sorry, it didn't come from Gopher. But there was Gopher was the big deal. FTP was the big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And we we were sharing files and we were doing that. And then the exponential increase that the World Wide Web gave us was it was just this simple UI. You click links, and that's exponential. So what? So what? This new technology, it's not exponentially better. It's just yeah. It's you just, have to. It's just focusing on the one thing.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's the something privacy. there's something I had said about yeah, about 10x. Like if you're running, if you're going to disrupt an industry, you're going to change something. It has to be like 10 times better. It has to compress, it has to compress the industry, the the cost of the industry by 10 or something mm. like that. You know, wow. I mean, again, it's just a heuristic, it's sort a of thing, but it has to be something like that for people to really make an effort yeah. to change, to to, to 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 burden themselves with the costs and the effort. Secondly, the other thing I was going to say is. It kind of reminds me, we were talking about how it becomes professionalized this and that. And it's like <laughs> Microsoft's old uh, theory, uh, uh, strategy, which was embrace, extend, extinguish. Right. You that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're totally like the banks. You could, see, you could see how the banking industry could like embrace Bitcoin, then really get involved with blockchain stuff, extend it, and then it becomes... It's just really just an improved interbanking protocol. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, you could see how something like that could ultimately happen. If there's enough money in it, then the big banks, you know, American Express and, you know, know, and all the, and like the banking industry and all those types of companies, Visa and stuff, they will buy into it and they'll buy the successful startups that are doing it probably because those people ultimately want exits. That's a good, that's a good analogy. You know, and then it'll just be this sort of you know and and it might, it might might ultimately make the 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 um the process of, of sending money and stuff better and then the people who who supported it in the first place would be so pissed off Well, i always do but you know <laughs> that always happens and the people yeah. who you know the, the, the history is just littered with people who come in with these very utopian ideals about what they're doing and what it's going to do and at the end it of course gets misshapen into this other thing now you know, you could look at the web and you people, people who initially started be like, wow, it's not what we pictured, but Jesus Christ, the internet is incredible. It's amazing. It is yeah. incredible. I mean, maybe it's not as anonymous and maybe it's not as decentralized, and maybe it's not as utopian in some of these ways, but I mean, it is, trade is formal it's amazing. That I can just look up and I can communicate with anyone. I can do a play. I can get information on any, on almost anything. I can buy almost anything. I mean, it's just, it's watch anything. It's incredible. It is. Yeah. So, um, You know, to sit there and go, well, I didn't live up to expectations. Like, I don't know what your expectations were, but I think it probably surpassed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was just a bunch of professors sharing, you know, sharing preprints of papers they're working on. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't know. All right. So the next one uh, comes from Scientific
0: American, an article that I thought you'd like. You can increase your intelligence five ways to maximize your cognitive potential. Did you read that? No. No. So I thought, just thought it was interesting. I'll just, just go through these five yeah. different things. Um, and it, it's, it was a study, and I, obviously I didn't read it as deep as you would probably like. So I'm just going to go <laughs> well, over. Like, the- like you didn't
2: read the last few paragraphs, kind <laughs> of thing?
0: <laughs> okay, so, so, what, so th- these are the five things. Seek novelty. So novel activities. This is one way to, you know, help to in- enhance your brain, the plasticity of your brain. So seek novelty, do novel things, have strange experiences. Okay. Another one is, and just just stop and like interject if you think, oh yeah, I agree with that, or I disagree with that. So uh, that's number one. Number two is challenge yourself. Um, basically, challenge yourself through memorization and fluency type games. Does that make sense to you?
1: Um, well, you remember how I was? I had done some research into the uh, into those games that would would increase your working memory. Right. Yes. Your working memory. Exactly. The research. So. There's been a lot it's very controversial because it it keeps going back and forth that's been debunked it is yeah. undebunked it is debunked right. it is undebunked and you know I I if there's any generally speaking the academia has debunked the f- efficacy of of game of grand games like luminosity right they just don't work there's no transfer you can become better at this game but it does transfers to nothing right so that's when people say, oh, you want to get smarter, play chess. It's like, that's not going to make you smarter. So you can you're, you but better, you're better at the game, but you're
0: not better at, like, other things Anything in life. Anything else. There's no, right.
1: there's, there's been, there is But that, no But transfer. that's different to include, increasing your working memory. Well, I'm just saying that, um, working memory is different, but I'm just saying that the, the yeah. So what I want to say is that training, brain training games in general have not been shown to exhibit transfer, is what you want. You're really good at chess, but it doesn't make you any better at math, doesn't make you any better at anything else okay secondly the working memory stuff like i said is controversial but that seems to have the if you can increase your working memory there it would it would seem to imply that you could increase your iq which we're really talking about your we really want to talk about the size of your engine a big part of it would be literally your your iq how quickly you can how quickly you can absorb and ideas uh synthesize more complex ideas i mean it, it just sort of like the size of your engine you know to a certain degree mm. um and the there is a very high correlation between your working memory and g- your g which is like your generalized it's like the core of your iq like the real essence of your iq big working memory a lot of g small working memory not much g
2: mm-hmm.
1: so um so that's what i would say about that i feel you know cool. i i i the research, I think it's, 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 com- it's interesting on the working, um, it is, however, the problem with, of course, is, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, lifting weights I and mean, you got to continually do it to keep it up. If, if you, even if you can increase your, I do believe you can increase your working memory, It's as you can, but it's like, you know, like, can you make yourself stronger lifting weights? Yeah, but you can't just go lift weights for three weeks and then quit and as you yeah. discover it doesn't do crap. Yeah. You have to keep it up. Now, also, it seems to be with this working memory, it's like, you can't, like, let's say, you lifted weights for two or three years and you don't lift for a year, you're still a lost stronger we beginning and then you can get way up faster, right? Like I've You've, never, I can go off for, I've done times where I haven't really lifted weights for a year or two and within, you know, so for example, when I first started lifting weights in college, I could bench press say 135 pounds and my best I could bench press about 300 pounds. Um, so when I first start back, You know, I can do like a set of eight or so of like 185, just come off nothing, which Mm -hmm. is pretty good. But then within two months, I can, I'm like doing sets of eight, six to eight of like 245 pounds, which would took me years to get to in the first place. Right. And I think the same thing. Your body's like set that. It does. You reset it. Now you don't go all the way up, but in it, but you go, you, your, your bottom is way higher. Assuming you don't like say go to a concentration camp and be starved to death or something, yeah. some crazy thing. But you have this muscle memory and you have a certain amount of muscle that stays with you. So I mean, I guess you just eat enough protein, have a decent diet, mm. but then you, your muscle memory, you just go right back up. And it seemed to be the case, some of the stuff that I read that working memory is kind of similar, mm. but it would just take a lot of work to get there. You're not just gonna do a little bit and be like, oh yeah, I got a lot better memory. All right, well, uh, number three is think creatively.
0: Divergent thinking, a wide range of topics and subjects. That's uh, that's that's number three on the list for increasing to maximize your cognitive potential, and I think I, I think that has to be true because because at the end of the day, if if you just don't know very much and you're just in a small echo chamber, then it 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 confines you in its own right.
1: Well, the question is, okay, like seeking novelty, um, challenging yourself, thinking creatively—all these things. I mean. We'll just say, what's your, cognate, your cognitive potential? Like, How are they measuring it? What's their definition of it? Is there a quantitative definition? Is there some test they can measure? Is there any proof that this is possible? That's a good, a good See, point. See, I think this is all... I'm, I'm going to say this in a nice way, but this is all kind of bullshit. <laughs> I mean, they sound like good things, but unless you can set up some test and really it and some and, and reproduce it in a peer reviewed thing and double blind controlled, then it's just it's just talk. Like, oh, you know, if you play chess and you think of new ideas and you try hard that's like it sounds like it should make you smarter, but are you really gonna try, score score harder on an IQ test? Or are you really gonna score higher on on some test about something you're not even doing? You know, like when you think creatively about new business ideas, is that really going to help you, you know, creatively think of a you know game strategy? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm like wondering where they're—they're they're just saying this. It's just sort of like a—who's? is just some guy who's. I think it's—it's—it's it's, it's, um, someone who is a cognitive
0: therapist, I believe, saying one of their first. What made them start to think about this was one of their first clients. They, through through doing various different techniques, they increased their IQ twenty percent.
1: They increased their IQ twenty percent. They 20%. have a study there, or is he just? It's just anecdotal. One. Person? I guess
0: it's one person anecdotal, but there's. I mean, it's a very long article that you you could read i'm gonna send I should you a read link. it let, let me just let me okay. just give you number okay. number four very quickly do things the hard way in other words read a map don't use gps okay so and then number five is network network with a lot of people and make a lot of friends well i mean like not a lot of friends but just just have a, a deep network with many different types of people
1: so it's interesting. It's sort of a, a um, ironic in Scientific American. I mean, it's just sort of unscientific, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we just have a guy. I think you like the article, right though. Yeah, I mean, it sounds look. Those all sound plausible. Those sound like nice hypotheses. Yeah. yeah, they're testable hypotheses, but they haven't been tested, and and they haven't been reproduced, and they haven't. You know, I mean, it's just sort of like someone who says, oh, "I'm going to throw out a bunch of plausible things." You know and it's very politically acceptable to think that that you can if you just do these things you'll be smarter mm. but it definitely has not been demonstrated as far as i know that in that in an uncontroversial fashion that you be, that people have been able to increase their iqs mm. is genetic for the most part yeah that's it's that's like, the way like, that
0: the article started basically the article starts by saying it's it's accepted fact that IQ is genetic; you can't increase it. But I, I completely disagree because of my experience of seeing people. So say, I
1: disagree. You I don't have any. I, so he's yeah. saying I disagree. Yeah. I don't have any scientific research. I just. But as they say, one of favorite things: collection of anecdotes is not data.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. My other favorite. My over. Uh, my other favorite saying. Uh, one of my favorite sayings about this, which I uh, got from Phil, is. Trust in God. Everyone else bring data. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying those things won't, won't work. I'm just saying you should be highly skeptical that, you know, you go on, you, you do these things and you're going to score higher on an IQ test.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: what will cause you to score higher on high te- hi- IQ test is taking IQ tests more than once. It's called yeah. the testing effect.
0: Yeah, because you get really good IQ tests. Yeah. yeah,
1: so it's like, <laughs> you know, um, and those things have a margin of error and like what IQ test, and I'll, I'll create, you know, which IQ test are you taking? Are you doing like Raven's progressive matrices or are you taking some of the that's maybe easier to sort of acclimate to and improve on? I, I am personally interested in it. Yeah, well, I, I'll, I'll send you the link. There's a part you. of me that thinks it might be possible. I don't think things like, th- some of the things he suggested would necessarily work, but I i think the working memory thing has the best shot of anything i've heard but it just uh i'm as a critical thinker i'm skeptical of the things he says and to the degree that they may actually help but
0: the interesting thing i do note is that is that those five things could almost be a dictate for your for you for your life like you do seek novelty you know you do kind of challenge yourself you do think creatively you do things the hard way <laughs> right yeah and you, d- you network with people
1: so there's just as a as so maybe a... i raised my iq over the past 20 years <laughs> maybe that's know. what you did i'd like to believe that it sounded like great um but you know i have there has been there seem to be some there has been some research that seems to suggest i haven't read it recently but i've just read like you know summaries of it in like a new york times article articles like this where this right. thing, people who are older when they just retire and they kind of stop using their brain, mm. they really start to atrophy fast. Right. You know, and that's when retiring can be a really bad thing because you don't challenge yourself, you become less social, you don't think about creative new idea, you don't do, you don't exercise your brain, it just atrophies like your body. So you sit in the chair, you watch TV, you putter around the garden, maybe you play a little golf, but, you know, you just, you atrophy. Which, it's, it's, so in some sense, retiring is almost like one of the worst things you can do. I mean, yeah, I was just listening to the
0: four hour work week and they were basically he presents that quite well. You know, it's crazy how we the accepted norm of society is to spend 40 years working towards this notional concept of retirement. Like, why do that? Why not just see if that's what we want to do? Try and do that now. What like what what are you doing? Why are you working so hard for that? Well, and what is it? You know, like just to sit around watching TV.
1: Well, you know, (laughs) the thing that happens is. I mean, there's a couple things. I mean, one, the world has a structure to it. Our society, our culture has a structure to it that you kind of fit into the structure. Right, right? Like, yeah. Expectation of like, okay, so, you know, you got to pay back your student loans or you want to, oh, hey, I want an apartment. I want to live with my parents or I want a car. Or I want to travel to Europe or I want to, those things cost money. Mm. And it ain't going to happen, you know, sitting in a chair playing video games. So you get a good job and most jobs are five days a week and eight to ten hours a day or more unless you want to work a part-time job in which case you're probably still living at home
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> which and then it's like hey you know i want to get married and you know we want to we want to get a little nicer apartment and we want to start saving money for a house and yeah you know guess what you got to keep working you gotta try and you're gonna try and get a better job or moving up the ladder so you can make a little bit more money so you can actually maybe buy a house and, you know, my wife and I are talking about having some kids. And, you know, guess what? Kids are really expensive. And, you know, I don't want to be strapped in this tiny little apartment with two or three kids. And, you know, it just keeps amping up. Right. And it doesn't stop. I mean, you know, you maybe be this off a little bit. But there's a lot of, um, you know, pressure to make more money in order to support things. I mean, I'm speaking from it a, as, a, as a heterosexual male, mm. <laughs> you know. This is my perspective. There are other people who have said different roles and, or expected roles and perspectives. But from my perspective, that is kind of expected. And I'm kind of an out-of-box guy compared to most people. I'm not like, I'm going to go work at a company do this. But nevertheless, I still face the same mm. financial pressures as you do. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, Ferris can sit there and go, well, you know, why do people face this? Like, well, he's not married, he doesn't have kids. So he's just kind of like, hey, I'm just, right, I'm just, yeah. just a little nomad, You know, I just interview people. And, you know, it's like, well, you know, you have a wife and kids or whatever. You want to start doing that stuff. Like you, you need well, to have changed. read the
0: four hour work week when you're 25. Yeah, that's that makes sense. That's, <laughs>
1: the four hour workout is great in your 20s, early, mid 20s. But as soon as it's like, I mean, very few people have, I think, have been to successfully implement that as like a successful life strategy overall like this is what i do and i make a living at it it was just sort of this aspirational hey you know you can just outsource everything to china you know and like mm. yeah it's kind of you know we occasionally read a story about somebody who's done that like that but it's kind of weird yeah. it's not it's just not r- reality yeah now you know i do think so but it, it still is a good point though that like you know we
0: are aspirationally we spent 40 years working towards a point where essentially we're just doing nothing which is a bit weird. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's just. A well, weird I'm just concept. talking about like,
1: how people get sucked into just working really hard. Yeah. a lot of the life, and because it's it's hard to it's it's hard to make a good living, and and things are expensive, and especially in a place like California, you know, buy a house cost yeah. an absurd millions of dollars. You know, it's like how the hell am I going to afford a house? You yeah. know, I mean, you know, I mean, not every California, but I'm just just you know, speaking from my perspective. It's like it's ridiculous, um, but. You know, so and I'll say it's one again, again. This is I. I've been lucky. You know, as part of my personality, and I've 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 also benefited. I think from a certain amount of luck, things have worked out for me. Things always seem to kind of work out for me. I've just been lucky in a lot of ways. I think <laughs> so. I want to throw that in. It's not you know. I don't put it all like, hey, I'm just super smart guy. I just I was like, no, I, things have kind of fallen in place for one reason or another. But you know, I've always chosen what I wanted to do and what I cared about over money. Right. I've drawn yeah, I've drawn tra- a really hard line that I will not do that. Where most of the people that I know, and these are even smart, successful just people, they don't do that. They do things like, well, this is a, a more higher paying, more prestigious job, you know, and I have to travel more after this. I don't do that.
0: So do you think that that means that you've lived the the life of, like, retirement during your life because you've done what you've wanted?
1: My life has been much, much less compromised and stressed and boxed in as most people I know. Right. I don't need vacation this time because my my life is kind of a semi-vacation all the time. I like my day-to-day life is so enjoyable that I'm like... God, I can't wait to go to Hawaii for two weeks. I'm just like that. Isn't even as fun as my normal life. <laughs> <laughs> my normal life is more fun than we go to the beach. My beach is like relatively boring compared to what I consider my normal day to day life. Right. So, I, like, I've had a couple friends come out to me. They have come and visited me, and they're like, "Dude, you still live life like we're in a high school? <laughs> like, you're like, I can't believe your life. Like, just like I can't." My, but this was years. ago. It was probably like ten years ago. My buddy Jesse comes out, and he, who's my, you know, my closest friends growing up and he's like you know because he had done the investment banking thing and working 80 hundred hours weeks so and he's living in hong kong and it's very stressful mm-hmm. pressure thing and he comes in my life and i'm just like you know like hey let's we doing this morning kind of coding and doing some stuff to my desk this the breeze and the sunshine's coming in <laughs> and like ah, oh, you know i'm like hey let's to three tutorial day it's very cool like, yeah, let's go, my buddy jack and another buddy jason we're gonna go play uh Let's go play some soccer. We'll uh, we'll go kick the ball around, play some two on two, whatever. And we go. <laughs> nice. We're out this pra- we're out this field just playing <laughs> soccer, and then, you know, we're giving Jack. It was getting kind of dark, so we gave Jack a ride. I put his bike in the back, and you know, and uh, it's it. He's amazing too, because these are two of the guys who played on my soccer team. Right? Jack had played professionally, so he's amazing. Right. There and Jason too, and so it was, anyway. <laughs> so he's like amazing guys. And then we're all like kicking around and then it's like this beautiful park and then it's like this dusk, you know, it's dusk and we're giving a ride right home and it's kind of like high school game, like when your buddy's bike in the back, and we're just awesome. kind of, you know, in the tops down. And he's just like, dude, <laughs> 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 your life, man. And I'm like, and I thought about it. I was like, you know, it's not like I was living in a giant house and, you know, doing, right. it's just, it's,
0: it's just worked
1: for you. Very free. I've always chosen freedom, right? Freedom an agency over money or prestige or any of those things. And, and as a result, I've never gotten lost. I've always been happy with my life. And I think that's one of the things is that people make all these compromises and they're like, keep optimizing for money and professional success or whatever. I was just like, you know, this kind of is not that exciting. This is not fun. And they're just, they're too boxed in. And they and, and it's not even their fault, it's just life boxes you in very quickly. And they get trapped and they just suck it up and then after years and they just all they could do is dream mm. about not having to do all that crap anymore. And so then they don't do anything. And after they're like, and then they're just, and then, and by the time they're in their sixties, they're just broken. Their soul is just broken. They're just like, God, you know, I've had to compromise so much. I've worked my ass, on uh, my, my health is compromised, my you know, my spirit is compromised, I'm just you know, I don't have the juice anymore. I don't have the, the the passion, the desire, the dreams. And all I want to do is just sit the fuck down. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> and I think that's what happens. And I, 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 you know, again, it's not like I'm saying that it's an easy thing to do. And I'm not saying that everything I've done worked out because I was right and it could have become lucky. But I can just tell you, I, I think the reason I've been happy so much of my life is because I choose happiness over money right and it's not that I don't include money as part of the equation but I compromise as little as I have to for it I won't you know like you know I took this consulting job with Guardian and I was like I don't thought I'm not how much money is, I'm not flying to New York like every month or two not doing it I just they're like okay but had I not done that I'd been flying back and forth and yeah. I could easily have missed out on that they could have said you know what that's just part of it and I was like, well I'm not doing it I'm not flying to New York. Well,
0: we know that story well because of the uh, CTO and Uber thing, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I you know I clearly missed a big one, but you know things will still work out pretty well anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I would I would fly up there for two or three days once a month or so, but that's as far as I would go. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not like I wouldn't do anything, but I would I would very much contain the compromises that I had to make to bare minimum. Anyway, so but I think if people were able to to do lean a little away from always going for money and putting off what they wanted to do and and, and, and into more what they want to do now and less for money, they probably wouldn't have the need they wouldn't be the, the desire to just like stop doing anything. So, so I, I
0: I have no idea how we can end this podcast because I feel like every time we say a new thing, it's gonna turn into a another big discussion which is which is awesome um but we are two hours 20 at this stage wow
1: well <laughs> we're like it's been six weeks of we show so there's like two shows in one i guess yeah and I, i'm i mean i know i generally talk a lot but i talk even more than i usually do this no time, so no apologize. you didn't you
0: didn't you didn't it was it was good you didn't so. um yeah so this
1: is episode 299 and i and i still have stuff to talk to you ask you about but i guess i'll have to wait well
0: Okay, well maybe yeah, we'll we'll do a little bit offline as well, um, unless there's something really urgent. What specifically are you thinking?
1: Are you still doing the strength training?
0: Yes, I am doing the strength training. That's yeah. good.
1: was it super slow?
0: Yeah, yeah, and how's I'm that working really for you? enjoying that. Like I'm, I'm definitely building strength on that. That's working well. Now I'm, I'm, you're looking at me. I'm probably not lost weight or anything. In fact, I definitely haven't lost weight. Okay, I've gained a couple of pounds, if anything but uh well I,
1: phil went out you had to deal with phil last night or two nights before and he said yeah. you were looking good oh really he did he's like i don't know something's changed justin look good okay and he said, came he was looking sharp he's on his game all right well so whatever you're doing
0: <laughs> keep doing yeah, actually it. there's there's another little a nice little uh kind of hack I, I guess it's a hack life hack um so you know georgie she works at like a three uh three three p.m let's say so she'll have clients at 3 p.m. So something that's been super frustrating is that I will start my working day at like a nine, and then three will come along, and then I'll need to look after Jack. Yeah, you know, not a long working and day. And it's been it's and it's made it hard for me because then I've had to finish stuff up at the night, you know, and I I just don't like getting up early in the morning. So it's been yeah. difficult. Well, I've just shifted my mindset and said, okay, I'm gonna get up early in the morning. So what I do is I get up real early, like 6:30, and go swimming. Really? And then go to Panera Mm. and work till three. So I get like a seven hour workday. You're not working here. I'm working in Panera for like maybe three days a week right now. Yeah. So I'm doing actual seven hour workdays in Panera. So it's basically, before I was paying like 500 bucks a month or whatever it was for that for that Co- uh, working space. co-working space now it's free it's just like a cup of coffee <laughs> right and uh, i'm getting a crap load of work done and I, like there's no like distractions
1: Co- and i'm coming off a swim in the morning as well so a couple things that i think are great about that <laughs> that might be so now i have a reason now i can i can have discuss with phil about why justin is on his game <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's the regular exercise I've right. told you a number of times in the past well, why the strength I strength training is
0: the, is really strength training too. Yeah. But mm.
1: here's the thing. It's not just about making your body physically stronger or it's it's de stressing. Right. Exercise yeah. removes your stress, and That's stress true. is a killer. That is true. Stress is what causes all of these diseases. as part it's one of the you know, biggest killers in the world. Ultimately is dieting hypertension, all these other things. It's correlated to a lot of stuff. Bad stress. I mean, there's kind of a good stress and bad stress, but the bad stress is all that work stuff and the family stuff and the stress that built up and just uh, you got to get out and go to the gym. And then you're like, oh, I feel better now. You know, you know, like after seven hours of like of just being having it just Justin's
0: world, you know, I went I went there. I swam I worked for seven hours. I'm kind of done with Justin's world. Then I'm like, yeah, I'm Your ready dad, to go, ready dad, to go back husband. to be dad.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a separation of work. And, yeah. and that, for a lot of people, that becomes a necessity is being able to separate them in this focus like you're you're present what you're doing when you're working you're working when you're with your wife and kid you're with your wife and kid right so think these are really great so i like i mean you know i was happy to hear when 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 uh, phil said <laughs> that and then i was glad you know that you're doing that so i think that's great i hope you keep it up are you Thanks. doing any kind of special diet stuff for now or what's your are I'm, you every, not
0: really i mean i'm just i'm just staying off wheat that's my main thing yeah you, I see you're wearing a Soylent
1: t-shirt, but you're not drinking Soylent. No, no, no. I, However, I just like the t-shirt. I did drink a Soylent. Oh, you drank all that Soylent so you that gave I gave me. So- I forgot I had a Soylent. Like five bottles or something? You gave me a handful of bottles and, yeah. I, and I put them on the counter and Sandy just shoved them somewhere. And I, was, I have a bunch more? If you're not drinking, I'll take them. Yeah. So here's what happened. I can't remember what day what it was. We went somewhere and like we ate kind of a big late lunch and it was like unhealthy food and I just felt ill. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to have dinner. Oh, yeah, I think it was, I think we're coming back from San Diego and we, I had Taco Bell. Oh. I think it was Taco Bell and I felt like, you know, or something like that. I th- maybe I'm thinking of mixing up days, but it was something like that. And it was a thing that was like, I hadn't eaten in like six hours, but Sandy's like, I'm not cooking dinner. The kids aren't hungry. I don't want to, eat. I just want to go to sleep. And, you know, you're, you're not feeling like, and I, and, but then it got to like 10, 11 o'clock at night and I hadn't eaten in seven hours, or eight hours. And I'm yeah. like, I need something to eat. And I'm like, I wanna I those toilets. <laughs> and so i went in and i'm like are these things still good or is this bad i'm gonna it's die it's good for a year and so yeah i just shook it up and everyone i'm like that was damn good it was damn good and it was just the kind of thing like i was hung a little bit hungry i knew i wasn't going to fall asleep because of that hunger it's so satisfying isn't it it was perfect it was perfect i yeah. liked it a lot yeah you know they're they're coming out something new the coffeeist or something yeah, yeah, yeah coffee yeah. thing yeah.
0: yeah no i i mean i would be living off that sort and stuff if it didn't spike my blood sugar so
1: much are you eating? You were you had a soilent variant that you were doing some other. No,
0: I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm just doing basic normal stuff. Okay,
1: but yeah, things things are looking good. Looking, yeah, I'm good. I'm glad to hear it. All right, got a positive report from <laughs> Phil, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you seem happy. You seem good. That's great. Well, I think the swimming and the, the super slow the strength training that's that's ultimately going to. It's you
0: it's there. the minimum viable dose.
1: Hey, you know what? Like, if you have a wife and a kid and job and a right. side project and all that stuff. You kind of need a minimum viable dose these things, yeah. otherwise, you're just not going <laughs> to do them. Cause. And and just uh, one, one last thing, I just wanted to throw in. Um, so, you know, the whole battle math thing. I, you know, there's an idea that I might ultimately turn into a product, right? I might not. I might use it for more than just for my kids or the district. Um, and uh, John Humphrey, who's one of our listeners, who's helped me get a d- domain or two in the past, um, he just sent me an email to Blue and says, hey, battlemath.com is coming up for auction. <laughs> Are you interested? Because he's a domainer, right? It's one of the things he does, I yeah. think, is, I don't know if he does it professionally or just sort of like a hobby of his, but he, he does it, and so he has all these tools and insight into how all that world works and how do you do things efficiently and not overpay and da-da-da. And uh, he's like, how much do you pay for it? I'm like, Phew. I said, I don't know, I guess I'd pay up to like a thousand and then about twenty minutes later, I'm like, that's a little much. I think I came back, I said maybe two fifty. I said, No, nah, I think maybe <laughs> I wouldn't pay a thousand, maybe two fifty or yeah. Five I I just said two fifty or five hundred. I think I was like, you know, if Sandy hears about this, she might be like, What are you doing? you know. Right. But and so I said I think I said something like two fifty or whatever, five hundred and he goes, um then he it was like the next day or something, He and he's like, Yep, we got it. I think it costs like it was either like six dollars or twenty-one dollars or something <laughs> like awesome. that. I, I I can't remember what it was. It's some insignificant amount of money. So it was just amazing. And so anyway, it, it was just another example of a great Texing listener who just does something incredibly generous That's and awesome. helpful. And he he hasn't been the only one. We've had other um, a number of listeners over the years who just reached out to us and either giving us great information or different things. And uh John has done this a couple of times and he's just a fantastic guy. And I just want to know how much I appreciate it. And uh how much I really appreciate our community. I mean I, you know, I guess one of the greatest things about the show, I mean, I enjoy our conversations very much. I enjoy one of the best things about the show is that you and I get to have great conversations. We never have as good of a conversation offline as we have online. be honest right. with you. They're never as good. But it kind of sucks
0: because part of the reason why we never have that good conversation is because you hold back. Well, because every in time our we do
1: in our real life conversations, you now hold back because you think, no, I don't want to waste that content. It does. Because I'm like, because <laughs> I can't be times that's happened where we've had a, or, you know, not an entire two hour conversation, but we have like a 20, 30 minutes. You'll ask me some question and it goes into this great thing and you're just like, man, I wish I had recorded that. But that was a better conversation than the show. Yeah, but it was just a segment, <laughs> it was a segment. But now I'm like, screw it. Let's just record it. If we're going to talk, let's just record it. All right. Because it's like, you know, might as well leverage it. Might as well, like, if, if there's other people out there that would get something out of this stuff that we talk about and enjoy it, sure, it even yeah. if at the very least it makes their commute a little um, less painful, then Agreed. it's 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 great. Like right? yeah. Just le- get leverage. And um, <laughs> so anyway... Um, Anyway, I, I, obviously I love our conversations, and I always really enjoy them. And um, but I really do appreciate our community, and uh, this is just another great example of of TechZine community member just stepping up and just being a, a mensch, you know. That's so nice. Well, next episode is three hundred, the big three hundred. Oof, is that the final show? We're going to keep going. That's the big question. Who knows? All right, that's a wrap. We're out.